and welcome back to Scav Talk, everyone. In today's episode, we're going to be discussing uh, some of the bans uh, that BSG has done on the flea market, that being the M1A and SR25, and what it means for the future of the flea market, potentially. And then we are also going to be discussing some complicated ballistic scenarios that at first glance seem relatively straightforward, but then actually give a good insight into why Tarkov's ballistic system can be quite confusing. And touching on something that I've been working on recently, which is about armor damage and a, and a model for that, um, or more specifically, the, the hunt for a model for that. So that should, be, that should be kind of interesting. But I think before we delve into anything in particular, um, we were just talking before the, the show, we do want to catch everybody up on kind of where we're at, because it's been a while. We've had a few guests on, and we I guess we've just not really had as much time to... I, I guess shoot the breeze in the way that yeah. we have done previously, um, and you know, not everybody catches up with all the streams on on my end. And, and Church has been doing kind of a lot offline and duos with with his friends and with whoever um, outside of that. So, I mean, Church, yeah, feel free to start off. Like, where are you at? What level are you at? You you did it hint to me before we started that you've been playing a lot. So I think you probably pulled away from me in quite a significant way. But uh, yeah, feel free. Where where are you at? Like, how are you in Tarkov White? Because we are just for reference, we are now. Uh, so two months was when did it actually wipe again was it the 24th of june or so 23rd of june was it 16th i think it was the 23rd of june i think so i think we're we're into month three by about two weeks i think roughly so we've had two full months and then we're a couple of weeks into month three are, are we broadly i'm pretty sure that's the case i last i not too long ago i heard 60 days but um... well i guess that makes here we go because 73 days since last wipe 73 so about okay, okay yeah so yeah about the, and about the two first... months and two weeks roughly yeah yeah yep 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 so we're like about to get to the halfway point in two mm-hmm. weeks time cool Is... so that's about where you at where you at what's happening what level are you to start with um yeah i mean i'm 45 now Dude, you know what's crazy is my buddy. I think I mentioned this before, but he's level 56, and he started, like, two weeks after the wipe. Yeah. He's just a fucking animal, dude. He's a fucking animal. Uh, it's crazy. I just can't. It just blows my mind. But anyways, um, yeah, I've been playing a whole lot more because a bunch of my buddies have come back from last wipe. Like, pretty much the whole gang now, like, the most recent joiner if you will or uh returner is um like level five or something and <laughs> it's just great dude i love it he uh i gave him a slick i gave him like a slick and a ulac and a buddy gave him an m4 like it's kind of funny it's just like you know oh i can't drop him 206 but i can fucking drop him a slick <laughs> Kyle, it's just weird you can drop him like a 750k <laughs> kit like no. yeah it's just <laughs> it's like okay i guess i don't know it's just it's funny, dude. But um, anyways, yeah, he was playing the other day with uh with another guy, and they got like super juice. They killed a bunch of guys at at Fortress Stronghold Alamo, whatever you want to call it, in customs. And then he was like, this supposedly I was told he was going down the little footbridge that you. It's like a tiny little like beam of like cinder blocks, I guess, on um, that leads from second to first on the backside of Alamo or Fortress or whatever it's called. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And uh, it, he got, like, the weird thing where, like, you're falling off of it, but you're not falling off it. And then he hit the bottom of it, 
and then he fell down again to the very bottom, like the basement, and he died <laughs> instantly. Boom. Lost all. He had like two mutants that he got off players. Like it was so bad, dude. Uh, it was so funny. But um, is that just like over an overweight thing? Presumably, I think uh, yeah, that plus like low health. Like he was, he's level five. Oh, you know, oh, his, okay. all of his stats yeah, yeah, are low, so like he's gonna yeah. take more fall damage than normal. But I think it was just because like you you you're like to you it looks like you're on the object but you're not the game thinks you're falling so whenever you like hit finally land it's like the the um when you jump off three-story dorms onto the or you fall off on the like metal fence if you don't like ensure you take that first initial fall damage when you walk back and forth you're still falling in the game's logic so you could potentially like black your legs or kill yourself but anyways um yeah so yeah i'm 45 now and pretty much just been you know i got like two thick cases a bunch of thick weapon cases you know pretty much got infinite money i've been like running off meta kits like really bad kits like the sag ak dude it's been rough dude that gun is like just not good (laughs) like it's just there's so many problems with it it's like it honestly might be one of the worst guns um yeah, I think because I even tried the the nine mil and I, the STM nine. I feel like I did better with that than the stack. Really? AK. really? Yeah, yeah. Because the okay. like, well, here, here here's the here's the thing with the and you know I don't want to like go too crazy, but the the meta right now is the RD pretty well much. Yeah, like you'll see mutants and you'll see. Hmm, I'm trying to think of the other. <laughs> I think that's kind of it. Honestly, that's like. Like I when I die, it's yeah, it's BP. It's like almost always BP. You know, seven six two by thirty nine BP. I still see quite a lot of spec, um, UMPs with AP. I see quite a yes. bit of that, and and flechette. There's like those those combinations of things. Less on away from factory, but like still enough. I think. Yeah, but like I don't see but... those on the geared players. You know what I mean? Like I don't consider that geared. That's all I mean. Like I'm, I'm thinking like, what's the what's the top of the top S tier, right? And it's pretty I much quite a lot by eight five five A one as well, actually. Okay. Between that and something else, but I guess it's not like super geared. Yeah, I guess I guess everybody geared is just running the RD. Yeah, that's 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 what I mean. Is like that's like the only like it's the mutant or the RD, and you know if I don't. That's it. That's if I managed if we killed them. Like we got into a big um fight just yesterday on interchange in um Mantis in the center of the mall. And there was like three guys. One was running um an AK seventy four N with the waffle suppressor. Um oh, yeah. guess what? He was the first one to die, by the way. <laughs> so, <laughs> but the other two were both running RDs and um yeah, it's just like that's all I see, and I haven't really like ran it like in its full meta form. Um, I don't know. I probably should just because it's probably gonna get nerfed. But anyways, my point being is like there's just not a lot of like I'm like trying to like try. I've been using the G36, um, the couple of the other five five six guns like the Scar, the the well not the M4, but um, anyways. I just used the SR25 last Never night. I'm using the M4. <laughs> um, no one likes the I, M4. 
yeah, it's 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 okay. But anyways, long story short, I'm uh basically I'm playing because of friends right now. Otherwise, I don't know what I don't know what else to do besides like factory queuing. So yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. I'm not really questing. That's I got max traders. I got infinite money. Yeah. What was kind of what what kind of quests do you have? Like, have you did you just stop? Like, have you done like peacekeeping mission, for example, some of like the slightly more easy but like laborious ones? Um, yeah, I did. Well, I did peacekeeping, but that was before I was forty two, right? Oh, okay. Like I once I have, like, this takes ages. <laughs> yeah, I mean it. It really wasn't that bad. Like, I think I got all the scavs done on interchange in one raid. Yeah, There's oh, just okay. a lot of scavs. Like if you if you go at the right time, like nighttime, mm. you can you can get a a lot of them. But it kind of yeah, it's only twelve. Like it sounds like quite a lot, but I mean, most of the time, if you're looking for it and you're trying, and you play a full rage, you can normally get like six at least. On yeah, I mean, basically there's a, every map. There's at least six in Ollie and in the underground. Mm. Um, assuming there's nothing weird with the spawn. Yeah, but uh. But like, what's what kind of like the quest, I have which long quest line. have you done though? So you haven't done long line because that's no. But like, I'm I'm gonna get it because we our yeah. group likes interchange. Yeah, you play you know? interchange a lot, yeah. yeah. So, um, and like I'll Did do. You, have you done insomnia? No, I haven't done. Okay. That's kind of where you're at, I guess. Yeah, I haven't done insomnia. <laughs> I haven't done. What's the sniper level eight now? Psycho sniper. I haven't done that because yeah. I did. I leveled up my. Fucking Mosin reload skills to level seven. I did all my just reloadings, bro. But yeah. Um no. Have you done Talk of Shooter 8? No. Have you done Shooter 1 in Heaven? I guess not. No. I'm not doing Okay, fine. Anymore. Because so like, it's all those pain ones, right? Yeah, and it's like what what's like I don't care about Kappa, so I don't care about those quests, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then what do those quests actually give me? Stuff I don't really care about. Like, I can buy a weapons... I mean, I can buy a magazine case from Mechanic. Yeah, like, who cares? Okay. Like, it's, it's only... It's, I can it's Kappa questing and just, like, for doing it. So. Yeah, it's like, okay, I can save a little bit of rubles by buying it from Mechanic, but I already have infinite rubles, so it doesn't really matter. You know, it's like... I could go for Kappa, because I can put more things in my butt, whether it's, like, injector cases or, you know, key tool and docs case, whatever, or loot, but I already have, like, infinite... Like, it would be nice, but, yeah, I just... I can't be bothered with... It's just not fun for me to, to like to do that stuff. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, so yeah, I guess like the flip side of that. So I have been playing steadily, I guess, since I took like a bunch of time off in August, but mm-hmm. steadily pushing through. I managed to finally hit forty-two. Um, probably three streams ago. It was like at the beginning of this week, basically. So we got to forty-two finally, and it wasn't actually. It was nowhere near as bad as it felt like it was before i don't know maybe it's because some of the quests feel easier in some ways i went through and did like i actually finally got around to the lighthouse ones because i do just leave lighthouse normally because it's just pain and i'm not Same. super confident on that map and i'm um, dude i went in and did it and one of them was just like you know it's like mark this do this mm-hmm. grab this thing like do whatever with this thing and then i was like well i've done all this stuff so i may as well just go and get the the docks from this random warehouse. So just completed like four quests in like one go. It was actually insane. Um, so I just like racked up XP off Lighthouse, just completing all the quests. Like I hadn't even done some of the really basic ones, like, you know, go and look at the bodies in the villas and stuff. Like I really had not played that map at all this wipe. I really don't prioritize Lighthouse because it's not that important for progression until later. And like the FPS is just so bad for me. Yeah, yeah that's so bad. Where I'm at with it too. Yeah. 
So it's just it's just not not that fun to play earlier yeah. on. I don't I kind of don't mind later. I've actually been enjoying it a bit more um, as I've been playing it a little bit. But so that's that's kind of where I'm at. Like at forty two, um, for doing a bunch of different things. I've kind of got a lot of those quests still to do that you're saying because I've like pushed through the quests specifically quite hard towards the end just because they're like the easiest way. There's some of the ones that are quite low XP that I didn't bother with, um, but like I've been kind of flipping between a lot of different things. Like a lot of the guns that I've been using of of content driven so i was using the rd made a video on that um i did actually do we'll we'll come on to this in a bit but like about the sr and the m1a i've not really been using those guns that much actually yeah um i've used the m1a a little bit but i haven't used the sr 25 at all since it got blocked off um and i've done a bit of like i've done a bit of all sorts of things but of scar rail that lot but like recently and there's going to be some stuff that I'm going to make about it in the future. I've been running with, you were saying like off meta stuff. It's kind of interesting. And you've been using a certain segment of like off meta things. And I've, I've been kind of using another segment of off meta things. And the one that I've really, been really enjoying actually recently um, is the Ash 12. It's just super fun. Mm. Yeah, I've been it's wanting just, to try it. It's just it. great. It's actually just great. And in the light actually of the, I mean, not that it makes the, it feel any different because, like, nobody noticed that the fragmentation bug was in existence, if you know what I mean. Like, no one knew. Everyone assumed that it was working. So the, the feel of the game hasn't changed. But just, like, in the theory, it kind of makes the Ash, like, even better because it just punches holes in people in one hit and they yeah. die. You don't even care about fragmentation. It doesn't right. matter. They just, they just die, dude, because that thing does 102 damage or something. It's ridiculous. And, um, yeah, it's been great. I mean, it's not always the easiest to actually hit the shots. But when you do, people just fall over and it feels quite, I don't know, it feels quite rewarding because, yeah, sometimes you just lose because it's heavy and it's kind of hard to control. It's a bit of a beast. But when you actually do connect, you see the connection. It's, it's brutal, dude. Yeah. It's, it's, it's brutal. And people just fold. Um, and, it's, and it's quite fun. I had a couple of like really fun, fun raids with that. And then, yeah, recently I've been trying out the MCX again. Oh, yeah. Um, so I've been playing like a bunch of reserve. And that's been pretty good. I mean, in CQB, that thing absolutely rips. It's kind of got some of the same issues as the M4 because of the initial recoil. Um, but like that's been pretty good. But I've, the reason why I've been doing a lot of these is just to clear up like random quests. So I'm still trying to complete the Ragman one where you have to get two more Ravens because I've just I've just gotten I haven't seen any. I've done all of the other ones, just haven't seen any. So that's a zero out of two. And I was trying to run customs like dorm safes, and that's what I was running the Ash for. I was trying to kill scavs down in the underground in reserve, and that's what I was using the MCX for. And then I finally went through, because I, I don't really like sniping. I don't like Lighthouse's FPS, and sniping yeah. on Lighthouse just combines those two problems and makes it <laughs> 10 times worse in both directions. Um, so I right. did actually finally bust out some snipers and, and finish the one killing the rogue so I can buy the cheap voodoo. I finally did that. And so I've actually been doing quite a bit of just like random sniping on Lighthouse across the last couple of raids as well. And it's been, yeah, it's actually been, it's been okay. It's been like relatively entertaining. Although I had, honestly, I had like what some of the, oh God, it was, wasn't even like the worst raids ever. Like I survived. Like it was, honestly, I've, I've had like, I've had better sessions where I've died in every single raid. Have you ever had this? Man, honestly, it was brutal. I don't know. What I think it? I was quite tired. I didn't realize this though, because I was just kind of assumed and so we, I went, so we went to Lighthouse. We had to go and do... It's, it's some random one where Mechan, Mechanic has a key that you have to go into... Oh, yeah, the, yeah, broadcasting. 
Yeah, into the yeah. westmost building. Is that building one? I think the people say like one, two, three, like round in the loops. Like west is one and the middle one is two. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, the westmost one, the one closest to the shore. And we were in, in that warehouse. Got to the warehouse because I knew where it was because I had the, I looked at, I just looked at the map. Bought the key. Went to the warehouse. Was in there. And there was like, I could hear a rogue and I thought he was on the roof. It turns out he was actually inside the building with me. Started like firing shots at me, like through metal plates and stuff. I was like, oh God. So I'm like chilling at the back thinking, how are we going to like not die to this guy? Because there's like loads of mesh and stuff. So I'm like, I can't really see that well anyway. He can see me with like perfect vision every time I peek through anything that is like remotely transparent in any fashion. Then there's like scav, like throwing grenades in from the other end of the building. I was just like, this is just becoming an absolute mess. I think the scav kills the, the rogue, but didn't realize or something, because the rogue, like, stopped mm-hmm. shouting. So I, like, wander through. I'm like, what is, what is that honestly going on? I'm, like, super paranoid, like, so scared that I'm, like, that's actually another rogue, and the, the one that I was, you know, thought was there originally is just, like, hiding, and I'm, like, trying to, like, I'm, like, having to, like, sort of circle peek every corner to try and go around. And then I'm like, oh, okay, we now figured out that it is actually empty. The ro- that was the rogue, in, and, the, and he's dead. Meanwhile, though, I'm like, which room do I need to go in? I, like, I try to source <laughs> the quest directions from chat live. Whilst not knowing where it's supposed to be, and people are like, right, left, no, where you were just looking, uh, no, behind you, like right. the first floor on it was honestly, oh, it was, it was an absolute travesty. I should have actually just min- like found us on my safe, minimized the game, and just gone to look properly on the wiki because, like, trying to source the directions from chat, it was, it was absolute, complete chaos and, and carnage, right? Anyway, we finally figure out where, like, I walk up the stairs, everyone's like, no, it's the even though some people were saying it was upstairs and then when i finally get in the room people were like oh dude that i was telling you the whole time i was like yeah but you were like in in amongst all these other chat messages. Right. like how could i tell that you were the right one finally get in the room i didn't bring the wi-fi camera i was like really like are you serious i hadn't actually read the thing on the on the wiki and uh, i didn't have the camera with me so like i was like well at least i know where it is we go to leave i like walk up the <laughs> walk up the hill towards the railway station instantly blow up on a mine because i forgot there's a minefield there i run back down the hill <laughs> behind the cover get shot at by a random rogue i don't even know where he was probably on the road or something it ricochets off my tack keck helmet <laughs> seriously dude, this raid was an absolute farce right i'm like hiding behind this random barricade in the middle of the road at the north side of building one just thinking like what am i even doing here like how did it end up like this, this, this and the whole of chat at this point is just like what is going on here like what is what is happening I'm like, fine, we just need to leave. I'm like, we're not going to do anything else here. We just need to go. I go all the way up to the northern extract. I don't have it. Now I know what you're talking about. Yes, I feel, yeah, I know exactly the feeling you're talking about. Yep. I was like, how could this, honestly, honestly, how could this be any worse? Oh, yeah. And then partway through, I realized because I swapped from, I was like, screw it. Like, I don't care anymore because we were trying to do sniping and I kept getting killed by people up on the, the rocks. Like, don't care anymore. We're just taking the scar L and we're going to like just do some shooting in the in the warehouses and we're going to be up close. And so we're using like guns that I know. Like I don't snipe that often. I'm I, I'm a I'm a three times range assault rifle guy. That's that's the kind of my my comfort zone, you know. Mm-hmm. So I was like, right, we're taking the scar. We're going to take something sensible with it. The scar L. Um, and then yeah, partway through the raid, I realized my secure container's got two forty stacks of M80 in it <laughs> from the previous raid. <laughs> So I've got like my three mags and that is it. No reloading. I was like, honestly, this all happened in like one raid, basically. 
and uh yeah it was it was really bad and someone was just like man are you like you like super tired or something and then i suddenly remembered that i had like a really rough night with the little one the previous mm. night but i like i kind of forgotten because i'm just sort of used to it you know so i wasn't really thinking about it and i was like yeah man i am actually really tired now that you now that you uh you, you say and there's like some new people in chat who are just like your videos are like so structured and so you know everything's like so rigid and i've yeah. come to your your stream and it is absolute <laughs> chaos That's um and and some other guys were just like you know i watch these streams quite often it's not normally like this i was like i don't know what's happening today but this is just like it's just yeah it's it's bad it's bad other other than that it's actually been going okay but that, that honestly that one raid everything that could have gone wrong went wrong except for the fact that i managed to survive we got on the train of all things because mm. like everywhere else was super far away and yeah. we were right near the end of the raid and the train was there and uh we ended up actually like we ended up getting out with quite a decent amount of kit and stuff like it was actually all right but like mm. it was like my the the most successful raid that made me feel like absolute crap i've had in ages it was it was so weird man it was so weird um but that's lighthouse for you that yeah. really is lighthouse for you. Ah, uh, yeah, but it's been yeah, it's been fun. It's been fun. I've been enjoying the eclectic use of different of different guns. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I guess like, well, that's 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 where I'm at. That's where I'm at. I mean, I I don't think I'm going to go for Kappa. I don't think I kind of wanted to at the start of the way, but with mm-hmm. a lot of the like annoying quests, I don't think I'm going to. But like, I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm I'm still sort of slowly working towards it, just because I am anyway. And it kind of gives me some stuff to do. And I yeah, do sort of do. have a plan. Yeah, and I sort yeah. of do have a plan for a lot of them. No, and I, I kind of it. think, like, I've co- I sort of, I don't know, I feel quite, like, not that I'm, like, rushing. I, I don't feel, like, desperate to complete Kappa. I'm also not bothered if I don't get it. But I'm looking at a lot of the quests that normally I think, like, oh, I really can't be bothered. And maybe that's because this is the first wipe where I've been doing stuff full time. So I'm, you know, I've got more time and I'm looking at Tarkov, you know, mostly and i've got more time on stream so i'm like not feeling like like i really have to make the most out of like like ring every last piece of you know footage gathering for my stream like i used to so i'm sort of looking at quests like shootable in heaven and thinking i mean it could be kind of interesting to try and do it on customs and like figure out the spots and like I, i'm sort of i'm open to it you know what i mean yeah, like yeah, i'm not yeah, desperate either way i mean but you're... i'm sort of open to it and look yeah yeah i mean you could also yeah, so make a just, video was... out of it it's yeah kind of yeah exactly too, right exactly yeah. and i was yeah and i was kind of looking through the different quests being like i kind of have a plan for all of these like i kind of know how i'm going to do them all um so yeah you know it's uh like even things like insomnia i'm just like i could just play reserve underground you know against people and it'd be kind of fun like I, I, and that'd be okay i'd like i'd kind of quite enjoy it actually i think so i don't know yeah there's i'm feeling you know it's, it's mm-hmm. fine i'm in a i'm in a good space i'm in a good space i think i'm in a good space was there anything else that you had from like your progression or anything? No. Or is that you good? You good for the moment? Yeah. Okay, cool. Fine. So yeah, I mean, I guess that does sort of move into what the the first topic that I actually wanted to talk about, which was like the, the flea bands, because part of the reason why I've ended up using the M1A partly on Lighthouse is because I have a bunch because I like made a few for the video um, and was like experimenting with stuff, which was kind of interesting. I mean, the SR, I, I think the SR is kind of dead honestly because like uh, the, the context for this is that sr and the m1a got banned right from the fleet and it was a bit ago a couple of weeks ago but um i did a bit about that and yeah why do you, just, like, why do you think it's dead? Chat and i just think the sr doesn't really work now because the base guard is like 125k yeah i think it's too much based on the alternatives that you can get right you can't run it budget at all what's like, what's it's just the, not possible what's the alternatives 
the alternatives so previously it was still the rfb right so the alternative was the rfb but that's if you want to run something budget you can still sort of do it with the m1a um mm-hmm. and with the barter it's actually pretty good okay but it's still it's still like it's it's slightly cheaper but it's still relatively expensive so those two going away is kind of like forced them up into the top end but they're up in they're now up in the realm at least the sr is they're now up in the realm of why would you ever buy the rsas because the sr25 and the m1a exist well now the sr25 and the m1a are up in that band as well it's like well if i want the best best gun then i may as well just buy the rsas kind of like you're, you're sort of at that point now i think um because you still have to mod out the sr like one of the biggest problems that i find about the the sr and this wasn't specifically in the vid because i was thinking about it a little bit more later but it's the fact that because the gun costs 125,000 to buy it in the first place, if you you want to use, like you don't you don't use it as stock, right? You don't use that thing as stock. You're going to change mm, stuff, yeah. Which means that you then have to basically sell what would have cost like 50k's worth of attachments, handguard, stock, right, right, you know, right. all those other bits, pistol grip, back to the traders for 25k before you even begin. And this is part of the issue. Because the M1A like has good barters, but even if you took the SAS barter out and a few of the other, if you actually took all the barters out, it wouldn't matter that much except for trader levels from what I investigated because you can buy the base for 35,000 right. rubles. You can buy the, the naked. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And you can build a lot of the those builds actually for very similar prices as the barters. Right. Um, I mean, it's, it's a more consistent price. Sometimes the barters are cheaper because you can buy like Wilston SIGs or USBs for like mm. something low on the flea. Um, but because you can buy that base, firstly, you can change the M1A over if you get low Jura. You can't mm-hmm. do that on the SR at all. You have to buy another 125,000 ruble gun, right, which is really annoying. And obviously you can sell back your existing SR like base, but I mean, it's not economic, right? Because you've still got all of those other crappy parts that you've bought from Peacekeeper for inflated prices that you don't need. You have to sell back for, you know, half of what you bought them for implicitly because you had to... You had to pay for them in the first place with the gun. Do you know what I mean? Like it, this, the SR just doesn't really like. It's not sensible. It's just not sensible anymore. I don't think. How much is the RSS? RSS is more money. It is more money. Oh, okay. But if you don't but you're care saying about, you might I'm just as saying, well. Like, the, the, yeah, the the gap in performance is well. The gap well, so the gap in price has closed so much that if you're just right. looking for the best of the best, you may I as well just buy the RSS. I see. Because yeah, because before it was like RFB SR. RSAS. Whereas right. now it's like RFB SR RSAS. You know? They're like it's so high up. The RSAS is in the same place, but it's got better stats and it's you know it's it's better gun. Um I don't know. I think it's like, yeah, it's the time of the M1A, I think. But um yeah, I've been using some just like fun builds as well. Like mm-hmm. M1A, like literally like the buy the base, you buy the long barrel. Well, not even that, actually. I did, I did one which was even cheaper than that. I did, like, you buy the base, you buy the short barrel, you put an atlas on, and yeah. then you buy the Archangel stock that's, and a rail, and that's it. Yeah, that's the one I had used last swipe for, like, a budget build. Mm. It's a fun build, but, yeah. It's, it's fun. It's usable. It's okay. Like, it's not the best. Yeah. Um, I, think you're, I, think you're, I think you're probably better off with an RFB still. Yeah, but, that's the thing, right? Yeah. But it is, it is fun. Um, but the SR just, like, there's no alternatives. There's yeah, really any alternatives? Because like at that point, um, like you're thinking, you were thinking about budget, you know, like price to performance, 
I feel like you get more of your mileage with the RD, right? Because it's yeah. basically the same price. Um, yeah, exactly. The... Yeah, if you if you go outside the caliber, then yeah, for sure, you've got other guns like yeah. that that just are better. And the ammo, like M six two, is really not that great. Like it's, mm. it's. I mean, it's better than M eighty. <laughs> you know, by a few points, but it's really not like, dude. I was fighting the guy. I was using the SAG, and he was using the SR25, I think, yeah. And we were probably, like, you know, 10 meters apart. I was in Rasmussen and on Interchange, and he was, like, behind the tent, the tarp area oh, next yeah. to the um, hole in the floor. Mm-hmm. And we were both just, like, flashlights on, shooting at each other hip firing and just like missing missing you know and i'm just like eventually like reload you know go again missing missing eventually i kill him but my armor my gazelle got like you know basically zeroed somehow and i lived and um i i mean i was tanking so many shots you know because i was just and maybe i got some lucky rolls in there as well um but yeah, it's just like the ammo's not that great and if you want to go m61 well you'd have to pay like 20 USD around if you've done the quest for it. Um, is it twenty USD or twenty two USD? It's really expensive, I know that much. Law. Or you craft it. You craft what? Eighty, I think you can get. Yeah, it's not a lot. It's really it's under hundred. Yeah, so like you get it's one what, sixteen hours or something? Yeah, you get one run, maybe two. Um <laughs> so it's just like it's kinda I mean I I do feel like it has kinda killed it. Um the same because I really like that gun, but like, and then like, I don't know. It's just it's just kind of weird. Um, but anyways, I kind of I kind of agree. I do feel like uh, you might as well just do RFB or just make the jump to to BP because you could like alternative you could craft a hundred and twenty rounds of BP overnight instead yeah. of M M eighty, and I just feel like the the R um. Uh, what, what's it called? What's the RD? Uh, RD, yeah, yeah. So many <laughs> letters and so numbers. To run, yeah, BP, RD, yeah. SR, this, M1A. Uh, you know, it's just, yeah. I just feel like that's just a better option. You know? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Do you do you feel that people are because I did some like testing recently when I was looking at the RD and like I did like some just sort of throwaway RD versus mutant testing mm-hmm. and when I went back to the mutant, I was just like the vertical feels really good on the mutant it does it's still really good and it's still quite a lot better than the rd for like similar attachments i didn't compare like min recoil versus min recoil but it's just that those hidden stats on the mutant that just make it feel so crispy but if you can control that on the rd like the horizontal recoil is really good so i, I do feel i think we spoke about this before but the rd is like kind of meta because if you're like a top level player that can easily control the vertical the horizontal is harder to uh adjust for um and so but you do have a slightly lower fire rate so i don't know like it's just that horizontal recoil decrease which on the mutant you can't get rid of really is yeah, so much better on the rd um and so it's like well if you go like well i can i can control both guns on vertical fine then i'll take the one with the better horizontal right if you're struggling and you're moving up into budget sorry you're moving up from budget guns into meta guns i actually think i'd probably recommend the mutant to people who are not experienced with really high modded guns because the mutant feels like a high modded gun. You know what I mean? Like it, it feels better. It's got, actually got similar horizontal recoil profile to 
other guns lower down the chain, but the vertical recoil just feels amazing. Whereas the RD is like, you kind of have to be used to control it. Like, you have to be quite good at controlling it in a lot of firefight situations to actually make the most of it. Does that make sense? I feel like it's a higher higher skill player's gun in some ways. Yeah, in, in some ways. I mean, I don't think it's... Have you used the fully modern RD? Um, I mean, it still has a... What version did I use? I can't actually remember which version I ended up... Because I've used, like, a, I used a few different ones. Um, I can't remember what what recall is the one that I use now. It was it was like a few guns ago, so I can't quite remember. Okay. Um, I think I was using it with. I don't think it was fully modded, but it was like, uh, Zhukov and. Oh okay. One of the like okay, uh, muzzles. Like I did, I did use it a bit with just like the wooden pad and the the the, the butt pad yeah, and the wooden yeah. stock. Like I did a bit of that, but um, thing is like fully modded is just the uh, the good suppressor, right? And then. The Zhukov. And the Zhukov stock, and, basically. Uh, and, like, a decent foregrip. Yeah. I mean, you can you can get away with the RK2 if you want. I think there's a couple of things, but to address your main thing, I would say, generally speaking, yes, the... Ver- uh, so someone made a video... Uh, Tayoff, shout out to Tayoff. Uh, I hope I'm saying his name right. He made a video about the G36, and his basic crux of his video is that this is a high skill player's gun because even though the scar has better a recoil pattern if you real will the mm. 36 has a higher fire rate and if you can control the vertical side of it um it's a better gun i guess it was kind of his his argument right um because you get like an extra, I think it's 150 rate of fire. So it's DPS is effectively higher. And that's kind of the thing with the RD that makes it really any gun in Tarkov, to be frank. If the profile is less than the standard, and for me the standard is 25, whatever that value means, but, you know, the RD is 20, for example, then it's going to be favorable to players because as you said you can account for horizontal or sorry vertical yeah. recoil you can account for a horizontal yes the mutant shoots 50 rpm faster and yes it has like a less of a kick but that that really doesn't matter in the long run um as far as the kick goes i mean the the rate of fire you can make an argument for up close sure but it's just like I don't know, because I've been using the G36, like I said, and I've been doing some really, like, you know, really scraping the bottom of the barrel, the, the like, making the gun viable. It's, like, 30-round mag, you know, the, the, the shortest barrel, shortest stock, the little um, fanfare s- muzzle break. Like, it's it's not good, but, like, if like you... Like, presses. Yeah. But, and, like, <clears throat> when it kicks... I can just barely see the red dot, like when the first few bullets fly, I can just barely see the red dot at the top of the the frame of the sight because it kicks so that much, right? So you have to like aggressively like yank down and then like slowly move back up and you can get a decent spray. And what's even more interesting is what I'm noticing, the longer, like that first like five to seven spray is like, pretty vertical and then afterwards it starts getting really crazy like left and right and i'm not right. 
I'm not too sure if that's just like a visual thing I'm seeing and it's like not the case or if it is the case. I don't know. It's kind of weird, but anywho, um, my point is with, with the RD is like, I think it is favorable for high school players. I don't feel like it's that like, I feel like high school is like really make it is like really stretched it. Cause the thing is just like, yes, it has an initial kick, but it's, you know, it's Tarkov recoil. We're, talking, we're not talking about CS recoil. You know, that's that's a whole different, that's a whole different High thing. Skill in this context is like people <laughs> who can pull down mouse. Because <laughs> yeah. really, talking like what, dude? Uh, a couple centimeters, like it's not. Oh, and don't forget to push it back up again a little. Yeah, bit. and that that's and that's the that is a tricky, tricky, you know, that's a tricky part. <laughs> but um, plus with the RD, you can put drum mags in. Landmark was yeah. kind of saying this as well as like. Being a solo player and having the ability to have drum mags is kind of a big deal, you know, especially for someone like him. So, um, yeah, I think it's, yeah, because like that's that's the problem I was having with the SAG AK was that since it's not full auto, you basically have to go for one shots like headshots yeah. because you can't get the rate of fire high like you're capped at the single rear fire and because the profile is still the same as all the other guns that aren't meta like it aren't the rd you still get the side to side kicking so like you're basically using a an ak-74n um that's in single fire like sure it has really good ergo sure it has like four points less vertical but it doesn't matter because it's kicking side to side. You know what I mean? Like it's not really, there's really nothing. There's really no redeeming quality about it. Plus, plus you got to factor in the ammo. Like I was doing some testing with a versus BS and whatnot. And it's like past a hundred meters. Maybe even like past 80 or 60. I didn't really test it that much, but definitely past a hundred meters. If you shoot them in the head helmet, no helmet, whatever with, Agonics, they have one HP left. So you're screwed. Yep. Okay. It, it does like 37 flesh damage. So like if you hit him in like it, it's it's just like not great, man. It's just not great. Um yeah. like, oh just this you the, know this is the problem with it, right? That that is the problem with the tag. It's like, yeah, it's got really good ergo. So that you can raise your gun first, have the initiative, and then fail to kill your opponent before they kill you. <laughs> With full auto, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, this is one of the arguments that I had about it. It's partly the, it's partly the ammo and partly the gun itself. It's like, the gun is like the perfect DMR mm-hmm. with bullets that are the absolute worst rounds to run in DMR of all time. So yeah. it's like the two things like clash. Like the further away they get, the better the SAG actually is, kind of like in sort of principle. And then the worst that you know, the actual effectiveness is. So it's like the two things. It's like as it's getting good, something else makes it bad. You know, so it's like mm-hmm. at close range, it's like not good because of the lack of full auto. Then at medium distance, like it's right. all right. And right. then at longer ranges, it sucks again. So it's like it's really niche. It's like it's not even like a DMR. It's just like far assault rifle ranges, sort of. I, I, I don't know. It's, it's just it just doesn't really make sense. Yeah, it really does. I mean, you can. Like, okay, you could do BT, but then, like, you can't really deal with class... Like, you can, like, gamble against class 4, you know? So it's like if yeah, they... You're going to bounce off a of ULAC half right. the time, you know? It's like... And then it's like, okay, well, then you go to BS, but 
you can't get BS. You can't craft it. You can't buy it. You can barter for it, but you're talking like over a thousand rubles per round. And again, it only has 40 flesh. It's not like yet. And like you can get unlucky on on some of the you can actually like instead of requiring three hits to kill in the, in the chest at point blank, the gazelle can the armor can do its job and it will be four hits to kill. So we're talking, what is it, 650 RPM? Well, I guess technically 500, whatever the single fire rate of fire is. It's just like, here's, if if the if the recoil was like the STM, like just straight vertical and like, you know, very tiny, then it might be, it would be better, more attractive. Or if the ammo was like higher damage, higher yeah, higher damage really. It's the damage is kind of the main issue. Then it would be yeah. more attractive. But as it stands right now, it's like the worst of both worlds. <laughs> oh, just use it for sniping. Oh wait, you have to. You can't kill them unless you have BS rounds, and even then, the distance is only so far. And you know, how do you get the BS rounds? It's nearly impossible. Oh, just you know. Minimum recoil and just, you know, tap like crazy. B, Will, or Z. Oh, it takes 5 million bullets to kill them. I guess I'll just, at a rate of fire of 400, okay, I guess I'll just go back to my RD and cry. But, yeah. I guess I'll just die. I, yeah. You know, it's, it's, like... <laughs> it's rough. It, it's rough, gun. But I will say, the yeah. in general, the 545s, they are pretty cheap to, like, get their stats up. You know what I mean? Mm. And um, they you can, you know, get relatively cheap ammo like like bt's kind of 400 around like it's okay um but the guns are really cheap like i i actually got inspired by one of your the the krebs or no is it the krebs whatever the Ooh, yeah 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 it's like dude it's that one. yeah i built like a really like a a good ak um for like 80k or it was like 90k and i mean it's like you know it's it sucks but you know if you shoot them in the head of BT and they're not wearing a class four, you know, it's just like works, but yeah. Yeah. This is like the one funny thing about the AK platform, like the one place where I will actually go and use it. And this is why the one one is kind of cool in some ways. Cause you get the bit of, you get it both, right? You get to use five, five, six, but then you can also get them to use like the Krebs in it, which is kind of neat. Um, but the one like really <coughs> cool thing about the AKs is you have that RRD muzzle break, like actually good. It's like 19% recoil yeah. reduction or something. Yeah. You can use, you can use, they're not meta, but you can use the AKs like close to meta in general and go and not have a suppressor and have like crazy ergo if you want to just like run around in CTB. Right. Like running around like close up with BS, that, that actually kills people. It really does. Like they work quite well. Um, you know, they've got the low rate of fire as like a lot of the other guns, but BS, like it's, it's weird, right? Because like 545, if you looked at it in a vacuum and you said, and you just, well, it's it's the damage that's the problem mainly. But five oh five actually has really good like penetration scaling, actually. Yeah. You know, you've got BT at forty, completely deals with class four totally. Like you know, no big deal. Yeah, because B BT yeah, BT's really high now, actually. Yeah, we were just thinking a second ago and I was still thinking BT thirty seven. But that got boosted, right? Because BP is a thirty six. BP's thirty seven and and uh, BT's forty. So you actually will pen you like more cleanly with BT. It depends over the range, though. If you're at like 50, yeah, meters, I, okay, that's probably what happened yeah. then. Yeah, okay, no, that's because it's quite like 40 is very sensitive. You only need to lose a few points to not that's to not pen anymore. That's true. But anyway, so but close up, like 40 deals with class four, no problem. 50 is it? What is BS? Is BS 50? I forget. 51. I'm looking at 51. Now. So yeah. that deals with class five, no problem. 
Like that's a really high percentage yeah. chance to go through class five. And then in Golnick, um, deals with class six. Yeah, yeah sixty-two. That, like again, that just like creams straight through class six. Like no problem. <laughs> but the penetration scaling of five four five is actually really good. The problem is, is yeah, the damage great. trade-off that you have to that you have to take for it. Which Plus really sucks. The rate of fire on the guns is six. Plus the rate of fire on the gun. The, which is mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kind of it's kind of air. <laughs> yeah. Um and when you've got the bullets out of five five six weapons working so much better. And the fact that yeah, like and this is why it works in this niche place, right, with the RRD working so well, but then basically all the other suppressors just kind of sucking. Because they're not very good. Like the five yeah, suppressors, except for the waffle, it's like they're all right. rubbish and the waffle is amazing and really expensive. Yeah, it's you know, it's really like there's nothing expensive. in between. It's so yeah. weird. But the one on one can use this is why the one on one is so good because you can use the uh, the adapter and the CNC warrior and then you can use all of the five five six suppressors as well, which are really good. So it means it scales properly and you can use a proper suppressor and you can do the Krebs build and you can put you know Zhukov <laughs> on it or whatever. It's so like it's just the, the one on one is just such a good gun. But um, but there are like as you were just saying, if you want to do just like a CQB shock and awe like bust through people's class fives, like running BS full auto in one of those guns, it can it, it will work. It will work. I've been killed more by BS on factory, I think, than anywhere else. Yeah. I don't know why. People tend you... to run those kind of guns. It's because it's cheap. It's because they're cheap. But where do you get the BS? Because I, I run out of BS. And yeah, you run out really quickly. You have to, that's you have the to problem. Like, you have to top, top bottom with, with BT. That's the thing. You have to do 10, 10 and 20 or something. Yeah. And hope you kill him in the first 10 rounds. Because that's, <laughs> that's like the thing is like, it's also like working against that caliber is like, Arguably the best ammo. I mean, I guess the two best ammos are really hard to get a hold of. Where 762 BP is like relatively, it's, it's much easier to get a hold of than BS, yeah. we'll say. So, yeah, it's true. It's true. And that's the thing. It's just like, well, you may as well, you may as well use it. But I mean, the recoil is a lot lower on those guns. So, yeah, I don't know. I think people give 5 for 5 a bad rap. It's just because outside of CQB, it doesn't really work. And then you're like, well, now we're in that scenario. Now you may as well run a p90 or you may as well run an mp7 or you may as well go with like 45 ap out of a ump or even a vector if you're talking about like just cqb now because if you're saying well all these guns suck over long range because the damage is awful okay fine we'll just use another gun i just don't use if it's it's no longer like it's no longer yeah yeah it's like it's no longer an assault rifle in the sense of it works at every range but it's kind of a you know Mm not the best of every world but it works in every scenario whereas i feel like something like the scar does work in every scenario kind of or like mdr they all kind of work in every scenario m4 like sort of less so but you could you could still argue that it does you know it's got high rate of fire for cqb it's just still one taps long range no problem and the damage is actually okay like the yeah. m4 is still like it's usable yeah whereas these guns it's like yeah they're really good close up but the damage is low and it falls off so quickly that at longer range medium longer ranges you just don't want to use it anymore so it ends up having more of like a smg mentality to it where there's just better smgs out there that you can just use straight up or use something like, compare it to the MCX. Like, the MCX is insane. As I said, I've been using that recently. And yeah, the ammo is annoying, but you can buy it. If you buy it in enough cycles, you have enough rounds of the AP. 51 damage and 48 pen. It's actually not that dissimilar to BP. BP is 58 damage and 47 pen. So it has one more pen, and it has seven less damage. Like, the MCX absolutely rips people at close range. It's insane, actually. It is, it is pretty insane. I haven't used that one as much. Mm. I need to. I've been using it a bit i've not used it a lot yet mm-hmm. but it's it's good it is kind of hard to kill people at range with that gun too because the rounds are only 500 meters per second yeah so it's not not great but it's not awful um 
But you, you probably, I don't know whether you're still better off with BP. I'm not sure on the lower rate of fire because the damage is, is still there. It's hard to know. It's, it's because like the RD just works so well, right? It, it works so well. But um, yeah, so I mean, so with these guns, with these guns banned off the flea, like it's, it's sort of an interesting situation now where you use this. Sorry, because uh, I'm the new the new guys are playing now, right? And it's basically five four five is their only option, or the yeah. with FMJ. And even though they have flea, but like they're not like they're just it's just it's just a tall ass for them to spend over a thousand rubles for M eighty. You know, it's like they can get an RFB off the flea, but they can't get M eighty because they don't have Peacekeeper. Like one of them is like. 25 and still stuck behind um flash drives believe it or not yeah it was 25 yeah. when i got mine done yeah so um he he basically is stuck to ump fmj or um rpk with bp or bt whatever he can get a hold of there mm-hmm. and it's like because you can't buy bt off the fleet now so you have to do no, the, exactly. the quest to, to get it um Sorry, you can, still, can you still do those trades? You can still do like the is it the uh, oh, which I can't remember which yeah. part of it is for BTs. So you can still like access it. I think is it probably two still? Yeah, I think so. I'm gonna check because I can't remember. I can't because remember. you can buy B, you can buy PP. Right? I use PP for the whole. But this is the thing: I use PP for the whole first section of the wipe. Yeah, they're purple two. They're both purple two. Can yeah, two can I mean, do one dry fuel. Oh, one. Uh, what's that like? You. S- Oh, you probably did a two beast two, which is probably like twenty k so. for thirty. Mm. That's not too bad. Um, any anyway, yeah, sort of you get you get about P- like six six six. Yeah, around PP is pretty good. Like I would I would do that, but that's that's basically his options, right? I mean, he would mm. unless we give him gear, but which you know we we have, but it's just kind of like I don't know. It's weird. Like, what do you? What else is there? You know. Yeah, um, that's the thing. Like, if you get locked behind Peacekeeper, you're stuck because you can't do five, six, eight, one. Or you, I mean, you you can craft it in the workbench, right? But the problem is the the issue with the crafts because people say <clears throat> to me sometimes like, "Oh, well, the crafts exist, so that's fine." But I think the problem with the crafts is even if, and let's just say, even if it's like profitable, quote unquote, to do the craft, okay, right, and you don't spend like two thousand rubles per round doing it. They say it costs the same as the, or actually cheaper than the trader, right? They say it's cheaper than the trader by like 50%, even. Half of the problem there is that it just takes so goddamn long. It takes long. It takes a long time. You just don't have enough, right? You just don't get enough bullets. Yeah. Like it's not, it's not even a question of money at some point. It's like, like what we were saying with, um, with M61. Like you just don't get enough rounds. And and this is the thing is that the standard is I can buy X amount every reset from the trader. That's kind of like this. The standard is I can run five five six eight one all day long because I buy it every reset. And other players also are doing the same thing. So when you kill them, you take it from them. You know, um, that's the standard. So when you jump. From crafting in and hideout, you get 200 rounds every day, basically. I mean, technically 12 hours, but every day you might as well say that's like one run, you know, one, one, two runs maybe. Yeah. And you think about it again, you're using 5681 when they're probably using 55A1. 
and they probably have access to better gear and stuff. So who's going to win the firefight? You know, do you get Tarkov or does he get Tarkov? Which one's more likely, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's tough. It's, it's, it's a tough one. It is a really tough one. And and this is, again, like, it comes back to what I was thinking about recently. I've been thinking a lot about, like, the game and how it's how it functions and the traders and stuff. And I'm not I'm not fully I don't know. I haven't quite got in my head like how what I want to say and like how mm-hmm. I think the game should be because I don't really know. But I feel like I need to do some more thinking about it because you look at those things in the workbench and you like I just see that and think this makes total sense if the traders don't exist. You know, that's the problem that I have. Like, and I keep running into these problems over and over again where I'm like, the game doesn't make sense unless it's hardcore. Like, unless you're playing hardcore, like the workbench, like times just don't make sense. Because as you're saying, right, you're going from being able to buy something for however many, like every three hours or every one hour or whatever on the trader resets. By the way, this is a complete random aside that I've just reminded myself about. Did you know that the traders reset like, like different lengths? Yeah, I figured out. Were you aware of this? Was everybody else aware of this except for me? I figured it out like, recently because Jaeger's like every hour and like twenty minutes Jaeger's or something. Every hour. Mechanic and Ragnar like every I three know. hours and thirty minutes yeah. or something. And so I thought, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I thought we were all like three hours twenty or something. Yeah, that's what I thought, I, right? Yeah. Apparently, this is not true. Yeah. Apparently, this is not true. I learned this like yesterday. Which is like, uh, why? I don't. Because the the Jaeger ones. It's kind. Of, it's actually kind of nice he resets so early because so many freaking people are doing the dog tags bars with the three freaking uh, flash drives because it makes you money, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And, but he, since he resets every hour, you know, it's like okay, I can check after this trade. But like, I was getting trying to get black card because I had all the stuff. I bought a junk box for it, um, just yeah. just so I could like have space in my stash. And you literally have to do the thing where you you go on the flea market, you set out your filters to where it only shows the black key card barter. And you hit escape and click on flea market back and forth when, when the reset's about to happen. And as soon as it happens on the flea, then you click buy and hope you're the first one. I got it doing that method. I tried the other method, which is looking at the trader reset timer. I never got it, but when I did it like that, I got it. But yeah. it's every three hours. It's like every three hours, 30 minutes. So I have to like set an alarm because you have to be there at the very millisecond. Anyways, that's a, that's a whole nother thing. But mm. what were we talking about before yeah. trader resets? <laughs> Yeah, I was just like, dude, my mind was blown because I yeah. was like, how come? Because basically I bought one of those. I bought one of the dog tags and I was just like, mm-hmm. how come he still has some left at like one hour or 10 or something? <laughs> and someone was like, because he just reset, duh. And I was like, what do you mean he just reset? But surely there's been two hours. And they were like, no, he resets every hour. I was like, you what? Are you serious? Like, I've just never really paid attention. I just mm-hmm. kind of look at it and go, oh, if it's close, then like maybe I'll wait. Like, what? <laughs> it's just fun. I just like never really paid attention to it particularly. It's quite funny. Um, but what was it? What was it? We were talking about. I like kind of derailed us. Oh yeah, because we were talking about like the traders, and like, I just keep running into these scenarios where I right. think like the game only like so many things in the game only make sense like if you're playing 1.0 EFT, right? And you're you don't even have a stash, or like somebody said to me, "Oh, I should go and watch this latest clean video." I think it was from like two weeks ago mm-hmm. about the future of Tarkov, and he was talking about the beginning of the game where you're going to like be in streets with yeah. nothing, no stash or anything. Like, you don't even have a stash is what he was saying. And you're going to have to like go and find your stash. Cause the stash is like in customs and woods and those places underground, something along those lines. And I was like, okay, well when you get there and like, you don't have any traders unlocked and maybe it takes longer to get the traders. Like these crafts. Now they start to make sense in that context. 
But like right now, they don't make any sense because as you said, every every reset cycle, you can just go and buy a load of ammo. And you're basically just like comparing the amount, the mountains of ammo that you can buy across the different calibers. And you go, well, this one, I can only do, you know, that's why, the, that's why AP 6.3 just didn't make any sense at all. That's why, because it's like some stupidly long craft that's ridiculous. The ammo is also not very good. And because you couldn't buy it on the traders, it just like seriously limits the amount that you can you can do. So it's like well, looping right back to what we were saying at the start was like people say, oh well, you can get five six a one from workbench too. That's fine. I'm like it's kind of fine, but you just you just don't get enough rounds to run it routinely, which maybe you shouldn't be able to run it routinely. That's fine, but right. the expectation is, and the base game that it is right now is that you do you need should. to run it routinely. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. You should because you can with That's other weapons with other calibers. Right. Exactly. Or you just complete the quest and then now you can. Yeah. It's, you know, it's like oh, so, yeah, right. so another mentality is like, well don't bother running it until you can complete the quest and buy him endless amounts because like, why would you? It's just dumb. Like there's alternatives. If there wasn't an alternative, it would make sense. You go like, well I'm not gonna get five five A one for like ten years of grinding Tarkov <laughs> to finally get to, you know, level whatever. Um so I'll slowly craft it and then I'll have to like, you know, stack it with M- M855 underneath it and all this kind of stuff. But like right now it just doesn't justify that, you see. And this is the thing. I just keep running into these situations where I just think like, ugh, I wonder what's good. I, I don't know. I don't know. Combined with the fact that then like I've got a ton of comments on my YouTube of just being like, I'm waiting for the day when, you know, everything's banned off the fleet except like random barter junk. <laughs> and like, I'm just thinking to myself like, you know, I can like maybe like it's kind of headed in that direction yeah right because i was kind of like surprised they i mean like given given their history it makes sense that they banned the sr25 and m1a right because like that's what i did this swipe is i got the flea unlocked i bought a sr25 i slapped some mods that i found in ray like a crt stock and i might have i probably bought um either the thunder beast off the flea or the the meta suppressor and a, a voodoo you know i bought i spent a bunch of money on it because it's probably one of because i had m80 as well and it's just like this is probably the most s-tier gun at where what you can get off the flea market at level 15 you know i mean it's it is expensive but you know it's not really a big deal because you know just do a couple scav rays and i'm good to go. <laughs> I mean, exactly and like and early as well they were like they're pretty cheap right like early on in yeah. white i know that they're gone now but they were like 50k early yeah and like when you were in the bulk of running them they're like 60 i know they get expensive later right like last wipe i think they got up to like 80 90 yeah. 100k sometimes in like peak hours because yeah. everybody was using them but like yeah in the mid game i like 60k it's like no big deal and that makes them feasible right that's kind of the right price for the base weapon because yeah you're going to spend another hundred thousand rubles on all the shenanigans you get to put on it makes it 160k it's not that not that cheap really mm-hmm. but um it's like you know yeah as you say you can get 160k like no big deal really um and it's very very usable whereas like yeah now it's like 125 plus you need to spend still 100k on it still to make it like mid-tier even and it's like 225 like i managed to squeak a building under 200,000 with the with the sr but it's like definitely not the best build it was like it's good for 200k you just think like why um so it's just, yeah, it's just funny. And like, for me, it almost seems to be exactly the exercise that you went through in your own head is like, now what's the next least, <laughs> you know, what's yeah. the next, next what's the next one? Because this is the freaking thing, dude. It's like, it's I a know. tier of stuff. So it's like, okay, what's next? Oh, it's the SR and the, and the M1A. Okay, well, these are really good. Okay, well, now they're banned. Okay, well, what's next down on the list? Like, what's next? What's next? What's next? Like, eventually, and, sure, you have to just ban everything eventually. If you yeah. Yeah. 
which to me makes it more interesting because you you i don't i don't know i don't want to get too deep in the weeds but like, I, know, I know i i always i always come back to the old rust example and it's like yes well see that game's changed a lot recently so it's not as true because now the it used to be ak was the s tier gun because it was good at every range um and it was like specifically really good at long range because you could if you just memorize the pattern you know you could just beam people from 100 plus meters away with just a red dot like it was insane but, you mean um, program it into my oh, wait no, yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no Jesse, that was definitely a thing uh people definitely did that but um now they got it broken into tiers more which is a lot more interesting they reworked it but anyways the point is, is like, you could find an AK, you could get an AK off a player, um, you could craft an AK, but to craft it, you had to do all this prerequisite work, find an AK, or find someone that had the blueprint that was willing to trade it to you, which meant you have to, like, someone's willing to give up the S tier blueprint, you know, that's like a, that means you permanently now can make AKs, you know, you have to, like, to get you have to go find the parts to make the AK, you can't just like I mean you could buy them, but you you know, there's a lot of like steps you have to go through. Whereas like Tarkov, it's like, yeah, I could find an SR twenty five, but I also could just like buy it off the flea from someone else that found it, you know. And the millions of people that are playing <laughs> Yeah, millions is an exaggeration, but because whereas Russ, everyone's in their own little world together. Like you have a hundred people in this world that are trading and playing together. You have a hundred people in this world that are trading and playing together. You know, Tarkov's economy is just one big giant. Everyone's in the same flea market world, you know? So it's like, and then you think about the traders, you know, it's like you can just, once you do an, enough prerequisite work, you can just get it from them every so often. And you don't have to actually go to them. You just click buttons in the menu. You know, it's just mm-hmm. kind of, it's like, it's a lot easier, you know? And it's like, basically how I see it is like, we're playing, create a, create a kit. At a certain point, you like for me as an instance, at a certain point, I've done all the quests like and all the hideout upgrades and everything where you just have all the options, right? Yeah. And, to stay competitive, you just pick the best option every time, and it's essentially create a kit. Well, when they do these like bands and everything, your create a kit gets less and less. You have less and less options basically, and you have like less and less viable options because you know you could buy yes, M80 may be the best option, but it's a thousand plus rubles off the flea market in small quantities. So it's like, is it really the best option? You know, it, it makes a much harder choice, but. Anyways, I digress. It's it's it is gonna. What's the next one? I don't know. That I guess we'll find out next wipe. You know, what's the next best thing yeah. you can get at level fifteen? We'll see. Exactly. But like, what's what's really interesting about like the flea market in general is the way that, and I think this is maybe an un, underestimated, unintended consequence of doing that is that what you effectively do. I know some people just sell stuff to the traders, sure, and there's some things that now yeah. you're not allowed to sell. But it, back in the day when you can just sell anything. And the reason why we ended up in the situation that we're in is because what you effectively do is 
you share everybody's loot pool with everybody else. Yeah. Because if you're just playing on your own, right? <laughs> right. This is the thing, right? And it's, it's actually a huge, it's like a really big difference. If you're playing by yourself and you pick up an SR25 and there was no flea, you may not want to use that gun. Like you might just not want to, right? And you've only got so much stash space. Right. So you just sell it to the trader. You're like, okay, well, I'm, I'm not going to use this thing. I don't have space for it. I was gonna say, or you just keep it in your stash, like one or the other. You just keep it there. You like take all the stuff off it, and you just leave it in your stash. Like, fine, maybe I'll use it eventually. Maybe I'll yep. use it one day. As soon as you open up that flea market, all of those people finding those things that they don't want end up in this huge pool. And there's a small number of people who actually want to use that very. And it's partly the issue with Tarkov's loot pool, right? There's like, well, not loot pool, but just like the number of items. There's so many items, and so like people yes. tend to use the same things, and. There are more people finding stuff than people who want to use them. And right. given the option to sell it to other people, those people will then go and sell them. Exactly. So for every five people finding SRs, only one person actually wants to use yep. them. So they end up going lower than, unless, unless it's an item in like super high demand, right? And you see right. the demand going up later on in the white. But it, I mean, it's a case in point that even late wipe, when the SR is deemed one of the best weapons and was on the flea, it was still cheaper than the trader price. Like, yeah. right up until the final days of the wipe, right? Right. Um, which is kind of nuts. And Diablo 3 had the same problem when I played that. And I don't normally talk about Diablo 3, but it's an interesting case study because it had an, an auction house which was open up to everybody. Mm-hmm. And they actually even ended up making a real money auction house as well as kind yes. of an experiment. And they ended up closing it all. And I quite enjoyed my experience in the, in the Diablo <laughs> 3 auction house exactly in the same way as I enjoyed my experience in the Tarkov flea yeah. market. Because um, I, may, I may have mentioned this once before on the podcast, but it's not something I bring up that often. Mm-hmm. I used to do, I, I specialized in budget legendary items. That's where my mm-hmm. specialism lie. Because in Diablo, it's much more interesting because items are not fungible in Diablo because they've got mm-hmm. a, a, a random range of stats. You may have yes. like three statistics and they roll randomly within these things. And people either don't know what the different things are worth that they're picking up of the wrong class. So they just don't need the item at all. Um, or they can't be bothered. So they just put it up on the, the thing and sell it to get some coins, whatever. I can't even remember what the currency was. Some, some kind of gold coins of some sort, some fantasy coin. Um, I think it might just be gold. I think, yeah, Diablo is just gold. gold yeah. I think it's just gold. So I used to go on there. And again, it was like Tarkov pre-Finding Raid. You could go on there. You'd see people posting up and you'd be refreshing while you're like doing whatever, like whatever, like watching watching shows or like, you know, whatever. And you could just refresh on that. You'd pick up people off the top. You know, you'd look at it, take a glance of it. And after you'd done it for a bit, like I, there was about sort of 10 different items that I used to look at a lot. And you just like flick through, you know, have a look at these and go, that's a bargain. That's a bargain. And you just, and you'd relist them where they're supposed to be. Because you go, okay, well, this is like 60% up on this one. Like this one's a bit crappy, but this is like nine out of 10 on this particular thing. So it's not like top tier, but I'll put it here. And somebody who is actually that class will then come along and be like, mm, okay, well, I want to go like so high up and I'd like this stat more than anything else. Yeah, okay, fine, I'll buy it. And you put in a little buffer, but you'd end up making like, a ton of money. But it, it, that's so, it's so problematic for a game like Diablo because like, if you go back to like a Diablo 2, <clears throat> you're playing on your own and there's no, like, there's no marketplace. You pick up all this junk and you just trade a vendor most of it. And then every now and then you pick up something that's actually really good that's got a good role for yourself. But to actually grind that stuff for your own character would take an eternity. Honestly, I don't even know. I'm not, I actually don't even think it would be possible to grind all that stuff yourself, like on your own without doing trading. Cause people used to do for the top tier stuff in D2, people used to go into trading lobbies and trade with each other. 
like but kind of the way that it used to happen before the flea the high tier like runes and things so you could like complete rune words and stuff like that's the way that it used to work in d2 and so in, in d3 that's kind of all cut out because you've got these millions of people finding items that they don't need or don't want or whatever right. and it's just like it just the normally those things would just get disappeared off because people don't need them so it just like it increases the supply like of items by an insane quantity like it's it's humongous like it's it's like it increases it by and i don't even know how you'd really like quantify this per se but it increases it the supply by the total amount of items in the loot pool divided by the total amount of items that you actually want to use for your own character something along those lines right because each person's got like a set of items that they want to use but now yeah. you can access like the entirety of everything normally like most right. of the items like 95 percent of the items that you find you don't need so you sell them all but if, if now they're going to other players that you know they're, it's in their little circle that they want right you get all of the other all the items that all the other people don't want that are in your circle you now have access to yeah. and they're all vying for each other on a marketplace too so it's actually it's actually like it's actually insane um how much that changes it and so that's i mean that's the reason why we've kind of ended, ended up here i was thinking about, i was thinking about this the other day i was just like mulling it over and like how did know, we get here wondering about it. yeah how yeah. how did we get here and this is how we got here and i think for the time being it's like an okay halfway house if you assume that the trader system is staying the way it is which i think for the time being i think that's a good assumption whether you like it or not it is the way it is. I don't think we'll see the trader system change until 1.0. Personally, maybe we'll have a big patch that'll like shake up everything. But I don't think until we have storyline quests, starting in streets, moving through the game, completing the single player, getting into you know the free roam Tarkov or whatever the the mode that we know and love now will look like post 1.0. Don't know what that's going to look like, but until we do, I still think the trade is going to be the same. So you know, as a halfway house, I still think the flea bands probably do make sense like it's what made 12 12 good and the early game good and the progression well yeah the progress i think it's good i still think it's good it's okay it's fine it's not the worst thing ever it's definitely better than it used to be in my opinion but there are problems right there are there are issues and the traders suck and and yeah i need to do a lot more thinking about like the way the way that i would want it to be but i don't know i think in the well, context just... of like flea bands in particular i think it's sort of okay to stop people accessing that stuff at level 15 because that's really the threshold we're talking about. Because we're saying, like, here's the thresholds you should access all this stuff. Here's the threshold that you can access everything that's not fully banned. It's the it's level fifteen, right. right? And that's the that's the problem. It's the difference between the flea level and the levels that you're supposed to unlock the stuff at in the rest of the structure of the game. That's why it's problematic. And flea ban just basically says we've moved the level from level fifteen to whatever it's supposed to be, right? Kind of. But it's just like, but this is the part that's like conflicting for me is because. You know, just an example, let's just go back to when the flea first came out, you know. Well, let's let's go back to where there was no flea bands. Okay, I don't want to go back that far. <laughs> you know, as you said, everyone's circle is small, but everyone's loot pools is being shared. Mm. So, essentially, there are way more sellers than buyers for items. So, you can basically create a kit for whatever you want. And that's where the game feels less like a survival game for me and more like a round-based shooter game because if that's the case, you know, I I can create whatever class I want. Again, there's more buyers than there are... Wait. There's more sellers than there are buyers for items. 
off because like I'm I'm the type of person, Gigar, this swipe especially, I just loot everything and anything and I sell it. And like crickets. Yes, they only sell for like seven thousand rubles, but they they sell. They people buy them. I don't know what for. They're they're kind of trash. Like hideout. I don't know. I, I don't know why people because there's really I looked at it. There was like there's no good barter. There's really no. There's like one craft, and the rest of them are like utility tools. So I guess people need them for utility tools. Maybe they need them for hideout upgrades. I don't know who's buying them. Whatever. But literally, you know, pretty much everything sells at some point. You know, at the right price. Whatever. Um, and then you just, you liquidate all the loot that you're not going to use into loot that other people are not going to use that you want to use. And it becomes, it's like, I'm not really playing survival game because I just like load in. Everything's fully prepared. I got, you know, all my stems in my thing. I got all the, I got all the mods I want, all the armor, you know, I have the choice. I have food. I can come in the raid pre-food that I bought the flea. Like, it's just, you know what I mean? It just doesn't feel like I'm really playing a survival game. It feels like I'm more playing this arena shooter game where it's like, I've said it a million times, it's just like, call to fix your steps. You know, it's just like, create a class, but Rubo's involved. But that's yeah. why I feel like if they like, you know, dialed that back more, you know, I feel more like I'm playing a survival game where I have to, like, do survival stuff, like scavenge for stuff. I don't know, you know. <laughs> yeah. S- struggle. Exactly. You know, like, <clears throat> exactly. I don't know. It's just weird. Yeah. It, it reminds me because, like, I keep getting interested in these hardcore runs. And, like, I've never actually done one because mm. I, I'm always just too busy doing, like, content and other stuff and, like, making sensible progress in the game. And I was I got drawn in again into another one of these things, which is like Dan Exert's one, which is just like ridiculous stuff. And he's he put out a post. I'm actually probably just going to put I'll put his tweet link in the chat so people can see it. But um, he basically said Dan Exert's naked and afraid rule set. Oh my god! Objective: kill all the bosses, including the goons. Rules: no stash. Allow one square for cash. Oh. No container. No buying or bartering at the traders. No scav, and you can only run what's on your PMC. Death back to melee. You can use the therapist heal service after death only using money from fence sales or get the free heals up to level five. And there was like something about your community that can give you like one item from a scav run or something. Um, huh. But it's quite funny. He basically said, This challenge is an emotional roller coaster. If anything, it will teach me where to look for stuff more efficiently in Tarkov. I played it around five hours today. Would recommend if you like pain. <laughs> um, <laughs> and someone, someone else Thank said to you. him, like, is this a snowball style run or more of a time trial? And he said, it's a try not to rage quit style of run. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Which I thought was really funny. And, um, oh God, what, there was, there was another, there was another comment that just actually made me laugh so much. Uh, where was it? Oh, uh, where is it? Oh yeah, here we go. So yeah, he said, this is before actually that he like, solidified the rule set he was like considering an ultra hardcore tarkov playthrough just to see how much pain i can endure no flea no traders no stash no container you can only use what's on your body if you die you're back to your knife and um and then dunks quoted a um, message on his thing saying like so you're living out your backpack till you lose it and dan's just like if you can find a backpack <laughs> so where are you gonna find a backpack in raid other than the scab you have to like kill a scab or something there's a couple but- of like really weird spawns but yeah yeah, exactly, exactly. There's some weird spawns, but like rule sets like this kind of like make me think about it in a different way, right? Because they mm. they make me 
think like how would the game play this way around like take it right back to first principles and say get rid of like ever this is why this is the thought that i wanted to have actually that like i haven't i haven't fully decided exactly what yet but i think it's still an interesting thing to just like muse over for a little, a little bit anyway sure. for a few minutes but if you bring back the game like, right back to zero yeah then it's like well what systems should there be like where should you be able to loot stuff and how mm. do you make that system work properly i think I, I just i don't know i'm not sure how much value there is honestly because I, I almost feel like we're so far down the, the rabbit hole. It's almost like sunk cost kind of fallacy sort of thing. You know, we've got like, we've yeah. tested so much stuff. that's like, are we really going to wipe this slate clean? Like delete all the traders and make them hard to access and then make, change all the loopholes so we can find all the stuff sensibly in raid and then like get rid of the advantages to the top tier players and replace them with, you know, sensible goals that, you know, daily quests that give you a reward for like one of three guns. You can get a mutant, an RD or a, mm. you know, well, actually, maybe three completely different guns. You get a request from Skier. He says, you complete this daily for me, and you can, you can have one of the 45 Vector, the AXMC Sniper Rifle, or the RD704. You can choose mm-hmm. one. You can't have any of them, and you get one, and you complete this quest for me. You know, things like that, because otherwise you can't buy any of them. You know, there's, there's like, do we, do we really want to go back to square one and do that? I just don't know. And this is the thing. It's like, it's partly what's putting me off, like, putting more work in and like coming up with a structure because i'm just part of me thinks what's the point i i know what you mean and the the giga copium huffing for me is that they're they're making arena arena's gonna come out it's going to free up the current tarkov structure where it's like halfway house between you know arena shooter and halfway house between survival you know and then because now i really am looking forward to arena i wasn't originally but at this point the tarkov that i'm kind of looking like the the survive i'll say the the more survival elements of tarkov that i want i don't really know if i'm gonna get you know what i mean yeah um but the arena based shooting stuff that Again, we're kind of in a halfway house that like I'm basically only playing it for right now. I mean, I'm helping my friends of quests as well, but we're basically just PvP hunting, me and the other high level players, right? Um, Arena will fill that for me. So it's like, okay, well, if I can't have this, then I guess I'll take Arena and, you know, I'll at least have something, you know, at least I can load, load into rounds faster. That's the hope, anyways. I don't know how they're going to do the systems, but. And then that means that they can finally make the game more survivally, you know, cuz now it's like, oh, you want to you want to run and gun, here's arena, you know. Here's no messing around of flea market and, you know, looting stuff. You just play arena. Now here's the really survival based hardcore experience, you know. Um that's the giga copium for me, but I have no idea. You know, you were just listing off some things that you know, clean said earlier and then earlier what what 1.0 is supposed to look like from what Nikita has said and everything. It's just like I don't know what to expect anymore with what with, with they're. I'm just gonna wait and I'm gonna kind of wait and see kind of what you've said. So um, yeah, it's tough. It is. It's yeah. it's really it's really tough. It's like as people in chat are saying, like it's not like Tucker's not really a survival game. It has survival elements, but it's, <laughs> it has survival elements. Yeah, it's more but of it's a like, thriving yeah. game. <laughs> you build your way up to your thriving. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's 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 weird. And I don't, I don't know what to do about it. 
and I don't even mm. know if there's anything that we can do about it. And there's another part of me as well that's like, oh, you know, the game we're playing right now, like it's not the final game. The to- the, the final game's going to be completely different. All the quests are just placeholders. <laughs> right. And I like half think just like, what are we even beta testing for then? Like, what's the point? Because if the, if the actual end game, like I'm feeling like a real, you know, downbeat sort of, you right. know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying my time in Tarkov totally, but just like I am, I am starting to think, because I just always assume, I listen to the people who saying that and just saying, oh yeah, that makes sense. It's fine, you know got to wait and see what it's going to be like blah 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 but i do then think what's the value in the test i mean yeah there's the systems and da, da, da. maybe that's to come then maybe that's maybe that's to come. maybe that's the answer it's like we want to make sure all the guns work like we want to have good access to everything so that we can test everything works it's a it's a technical beta it's that's, not about balance yes that's what i think i think the balance may never come if it does come it will come after the game's fully released but yeah, I don't... this is the issue, right? Like the the balance of the survival elements and the progression system and the way that the end game feels and stuff, it might just suck because yeah. it's never been tested. Because they're just randomly going to put in, well, not randomly, but they're going to put in the storyline quests, change the things, connect the maps, have all this stuff going on, all right. these new systems and the ways that players interact with the world and the way that scarcity works and the loot pools and all of this kind of stuff and the flea market is going to be accessible later on. And like what format that's going to be in and who knows all of that's going to change. And it's, it is not going to be perfect. It, like, there's no way it's going to be perfect on the first try. There's absolutely no way. Like yeah. anybody who thinks that it's going to like even be remotely functional, like it'll, it might work yeah. technically speaking, yeah. but like the game will be screwed for a while. I think it, like it will need post 1.0 balancing for a while to get into the right place. If, I mean- the problems are hammered relatively quickly and iterated on in a sensible fashion over like a period of one to two years. And that's only if it's like dedicatedly worked on every month as a balancing patch and it's done like that for a while. Like that's the only way it'll make sense, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't know. I, I do wish that they would test it's it's just like their priority is so like it you know it's like streets new bosses um armor hit zones like i don't know it's just like at the bottom of the list somewhere is like gameplay loops you know what i mean <laughs> it's mm. like the whole gameplay loop i don't know it's just it's just weird man because like even if you throw like an ai rework in there i feel like that's also at the bottom of the list because technically it's function it's functional <laughs> you know it is functional ai it it is an experience. It is certainly an experience. Yep. I, I was <laughs> on one of my Ash 12 runs and I got headshot by Sniper Scav on my way into Dorms 2, which was... Wow, that sucks. Bueno, that was great. I was going into the... Well, the bit the bit facing Sniper Scav, so I was the closest. And he fired one shot. He fired, I think he fired two shots. He was like, bang, bang. And I was like, well, I am miles away. And like as I went towards the door, it was just LPS to the dome. And I was like... Oh, it's immersive and challenging. Oh, God. <laughs> That's rough. Yeah. I got, I got hit eyes by a shotgun scav not too long ago. He just one tapped me. Like, damn, that sucks. But, yeah. uh, yeah. I don't, like, I, I feel, I don't, I don't want to sound like too downbeat because. No, I, I know. It's just like, I've definitely, like, yeah. I've definitely, people, right? Like, I, I just kind of take it as it comes. Right, and just and just play the game and enjoy it for what it is, and I do enjoy it for what it is. I love the game. I think the game's really. I think it's. I think it's cool, like warts and all. Right, I still think it's really, really good, and I enjoy myself. It's really fun, but I just, you know, 
it's not the best it can be. Yeah. That's that's it. Yeah. I don't know. It's just so weird because I just feel like I'm so invested in the game. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, and like it's I said, ironic, I just... you can now never escape from Tarkov, right? <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Because I just like, you know, part of me is like, you know, I could just go get back in the rust. But God, that's just like, oh, that's like going from one bad habit to another bad habit. It's like I went from smoking cigarettes to like, drinking vodka or something <laughs> like when for, yeah, yeah anyways it's just i don't know dude it's just it's 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 tough man it's tough but i here's here's to, to kind of get back on track the one thing okay. i would say if they did like you know wipe the slate clean so to speak i think what the main thing you want to focus on is the loot pools and the raids and i said this before but i'll say it again is like, I don't want to loot a weapon box and find a rail, a flashlight, uh, you know, a, 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 like there's just so many freaking items in the loot an pools. Sight and yeah, like a, like a Glock for an AK. It's just like I, I need, I, you know, I need like a little bit more. In a nineteen eleven magazine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like oh, I found a PM pistol. Oh man, there's no magazine. Uh, I guess I'll just try the point zero 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 one percent chance again on the Sutter weapon box. You know what I mean? It's just like, dude, that's it's a. I just feel like they would want to change that system somehow, some way. I don't know. I mean, you, you could. I don't want to offer suggestions because I just don't think it's worth worth the 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 thing, right? You know, this is the thing. Mm-hmm. So. Because I already had something in my head. I'm just like, oh, you know, a gun. Maybe it's maybe there's associated parts come together. Maybe you get an M1911 with like two mags and there's like some spare parts or something. Like, right. Like I don't know. But, but like, you see what I mean? Like you could do some yeah. really intelligent design. You know what I mean? Mm. It takes some sitting down and, and processing. But I, that's kind of my thing. Is like, well, the game's functioning. You know what I mean? They're not. I just don't know if BSG is really incentivized to to do this because they're so close to the finish line in, in their mindset. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the game's not really a live service game. They do have DLCs coming out. But again, that's not like updating old content. That's making new content. You know what I mean? So it's not like, yeah, it's it's kind of the downfall of the the structure of everything, if you will. Um, yeah. But yeah, it works. It works. Okey it is dokey. a game. <laughs> it is a game, and it is fun, and it is yeah. fun, and it is. You know what? It is fun. It is really fun. It's good. I don't want. I don't want anybody to mistake my, <laughs> you know, downbeatness on the way that the the stuff will come through, for yeah. not thinking that it's like one of it the just, best FPSs ever made. It just feels like that one child that's like, man, really? Like I, I gave you so much opportunity and. This is what you're doing for your life, you know. <laughs> yeah. You're you're making <laughs> you're playing Tarkov all day. Come on, church. What are you doing? <laughs> I mean, Billy. Why did I say church? That's weird. What? <laughs> okay, so shall we, shall we move on to some ballistical stuff? Mm-hmm. That sound good. Yeah. Okay. So the start of this. And I think this is interesting. I do think this is interesting. So 
it's a good case study on just how Tarkov's ballistics is complicated and tricky. Did you read? Did you read Thread? Or did you just oh, skim skimmed, it? I skimmed it. Yeah. Okay, okay. There fine. was a lot of information. There was a lot. There was a lot. <laughs> Even of had you know, like a PNG image. I was like, what the? <laughs> you know, what is going on? Oh my God, he's gone off on one again. You know, it's bad when I was just like, yes, this is too long for a tweet. And then there's just like, you know, an explanation. Basically, Miss Nixia, she put up a post mm-hmm. on Twitter, which just like hooked me in like instantaneously. It was oh just my. like fishing line. I was just like gone immediately. So she said, can someone explain the math on how five hits of 762 by 39 BP only does 170 damage, flesh damage that is, with 61 to armor? And she said, I am dumb and don't understand math, but like, that's not true because Tarkov's ballistics is like incredibly convoluted and it's difficult to understand some of this stuff. And actually, I would say not possible to completely break it down unless you've done significant testing. And even I don't actually have all the numbers in here. <laughs> Um, just for full disclosure, but it's still it's still interesting nonetheless. So I asked her, do you have the screenshot of the post raid mm-hmm. and an estimated range for your target? Because I was like, these are the two things that I think might actually make a difference, right? right. Because like, if it was, because she didn't give any context, so I was like, it could have been at like 400 meters, at which point, like, yeah, the BP is going to do nowhere near as much and the pen value is going to be super low, so I don't know. And so the, the plot thickened, though, because she was like, I was three feet in front of him. He hit me twice in the chest while I was wearing an AACBC and killed me. And then, which actually it turned out to be really important, she says, it looks like he was wearing a Mando mask with a gazelle. I was like, OK, cool. And I looked at the post-raid report. Um, oh, my. For some reason, my screen is like really huge. I'm actually, I'm actually going to post it in here. But um, I'll post it in the chat. Like... I'll probably forget to post it on the video or something. So if if, if somebody if somebody hears it on or like writes on YouTube or something, then I'll like I'll go back and find it. But it's it's in it's in the series of tweets from in, in Nix's tweet versus my tweet if you really want to go and see it. But basically all it says really on the post raid report, something that I'd suspected might have been the case, which is why I wanted to ask about it. So it says damage dealt to body 170. Mm-hmm. Damage absorbed by armor 61. Ammo used nine, hit count five. Overall accuracy, 0.44. Right, so the, the very first thing, as any sensible Tarkov ballistics Sherlock Holmes <laughs> investigator extraordinaire should do, is take the ammo used, 9, and mm. multiply it by the overall accuracy, which is 0.44, which gets you to 3.96, because it's rounded, which is 4, as opposed to the hit count of 5. Right, so it says hit 5, but she actually only hit 4 shots, because the hit count takes into account fragmentation as well. So four shots actually hit, one of those bullets fragged. Okay, so we know we know already that there was only four hits of BP. Which is sort of interesting, but BP does 58 damage, right? So that's like that that kind of sucks. Um does it count passing limb through limb to limb? I'm not 100%. I don't yeah, know don't exactly know that how that functions. Yeah. I don't know how that functions, but I think it's pretty rare that that happens. Um, but anyway, with the, I, I, I'm pretty sure, and maybe there's some other, maybe there's some other explanation for this. I don't know. But the way that I interpreted the situation 
So one thing that's actually really important for me was damage absorbed by armor is 61. Now this led me off on like a little rabbit hole and I this I could be slightly wrong about this but I'm not 100% sure whether I am. So I just kind of went with with what it says. I assumed that the damage absorbed by armor 61 means like real damage absorbed by an actual armor in game because I imagine that's how VSU would display it. I don't think they display any of the like funny stats in the background or anything like, you know, before you've applied like material or anything like this i think it would be the gazelle went from 65 to 61 sorry to, to 65 to 4 dealing 61 damage that's like that's basically what i've assumed here um because otherwise it doesn't really make much sense right because like you've got this like material constant like the 0.8 you know the destructibility constant for all the different armors and stuff because like the way, the way you have to calculate is you take like the raw damage and you times it by 0.8 to get to the actual like actual arm damage and all this kind of stuff. But anyway, so the interesting part about this is when you look at the testing that I did for the Tasmanian Tiger SK rig the other day, right? It armor damage is really very consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, and because I've got I've got like one of the spreadsheets here, and so if you if you hit a gazelle with BP, it basically does well on a penetration. It deals somewhere. So the, I've got like I got three hits registered in my file. It was twenty one point three, twenty one point seven, and twenty one point five, and that's all real armor damage. That's like the actual damage the gazelle actually took in in the raid. So I was like, okay, well look, it's about it's about twenty one point five, and that was on a penetration. Times that by three, that gives you sixty four point five. It's actually kind of in the right ballpark. It's pretty. It's pretty close. It's actually pretty close. And there is a difference between pens and non pen hits. Yeah, funnily enough, as well, which like makes it like more annoying, more it, more complicated. But I was like, yeah. Sorry, if it doesn't pin, it does more or less armor damage, or does it depend on? It usually does. It 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 does it depends more. on the caliber. It does. Yeah. It does. It either does the same or more. Okay. Is that there's the rules that seem to be the case? So I'll, I'll go through some of those in a minute, actually. Because when like you're talking stuff. about the context of 762 BP, because if you were shooting off like rip ammo in the armor, it's gonna do like no armor damage. Well, one point of armor damage, yeah. But that's more of a function of like the pen being low as opposed to right. like whether it pen or doesn't pen. Do you, do you know what I mean? Yes, yes. Um, so that all that aside, I was like, okay, the 61 armor damage if that's talking about real armor damage which i think it probably is that means that three rounds hit the gazelle basically like it, it that that's pretty much Oof. what it means and <laughs> the three rounds hit the gazelle at some point in time right like it doesn't necessarily mean that they did pen or didn't pen it just means three rounds connected at some stage right so <laughs> the incident so then, so then <laughs> That then leaves one more shot, which, as we know, fragmented it. So it had to have been on a limb. Mm-hmm. And it was probably on... Because of the way that... Because I had a little look on the way the math works out. I think it probably ended up being on a limb. It could, it could have been on an arm or something, but you have like a 0.7 for the arm like once it's black. Which makes it slightly more complicated. But anyway, I just kind of for the start, I was like, let's just assume so there's 170 damage to begin with, with flesh damage. That was the total that was on the end screen. And one round, 58, got a crit on a leg, let's say. 
that takes it to 87 damage. Let's just, let's just assume that. So 170 minus, like, 87. That gives you 83 damage left. I was like, damn, that is really low for, like, three more rounds of BP. But we know that all of those rounds of BP hit the armor. How do we know that again? Because the damage absorbed by armor was 61. So there must have oh, been three right. shots okay, yeah, to yes. deplete the armor right. to that, that amount. You see, this yep. is kind of like where the, I was, like, trying to box it in, going, like, okay, where did these shots hit? Like, they must have three, must have hit here. One must Dang. have been a limb because we had a fragment, because we now know that fragmentation doesn't happen on PMC, thorax, or stomach. It has to be on a leg or an arm. Um, I th- presume it was just probably an arm because I don't think it's enough damage otherwise. But it could, it could have been, it could have been an arm. But it was on one of those anyway. So I was like, okay, well, the only, the only way that this makes sense then, like, if you took, you either take like, you know, a, a thorax hit or a stomach hit on any of these shots. And I feel that, well, I, I actually don't think it necessarily matters, but it doesn't really make sense that you ended up with, I thought there was a reason, why, why did I think there couldn't be two penetrations? I had, oh yes, because the damage is too much. That's why, that's exactly why, that's exactly why. Because there's, no, there's not that much damage left, as we were saying. So there's only, there's only 83 damage left. So if you had two penetrations, BP would, do, would just do way, would do way more than that. So I've got a spreadsheet. Okay, this is, all right, I'm good, I'm back on it now. I've got a spreadsheet here. So if you were shooting um, at a gazelle with BP, when we did our testing, it penned every single time, but we healed up every single time. So we've got like the damage that you should receive through a gazelle after each shot on a pen. Like that's the information that I actually have. I don't have the blunt damage, unfortunately, which is kind of what like threw me off a little bit. But anyway, the first damage from BP was 43, then 47, then 54. So all of these are like, they're all... Too much. They're all too much damage. Yeah. So I was like, well, two of them must have been absorbed by the armor. It must have been. Otherwise, it's just like way too much damage. Now I don't know what the um I don't know what the blunt damage actually is, but on the gazelle, it is really, really small. Like ACP 45 ACP AP does seven. BT does five. M80 does nine. M855 A1 does six. Right. So this is like really low. Like the armor damage is the sorry, the blunt damage is really low on a non-pen. Like they're really, really tiny. This is the only part where I kind of had to like hand wave you a little bit. I was like, mm-hmm. I'm not really sure if this makes sense. And it is, it is technically possible to not go through on the second shot because the first shot is like 55% pen and the second shot was a 91% penetration chance or something. But it's not, you know, it's not 100. That's like one in 10 on that second shot. And it's about one in two on the first shot. So overall, it's like, it's actually just a bit less than one in 20. It's like one in 25 chance that that happens. But it's perfectly plausible. And if you just say for like argument's sake, just because kind of because it makes the math work. So I, I do wish I had the numbers. If you said, okay, well, shot one didn't pen and shot two didn't pen, and they did like say twelve damage and then like seventeen, I was like, these these seem plausible because BP does a lot of damage and it's got higher pen as well. So like probably does a bit more than five five a one and m eighty just because of the combination of the two. I'm not actually sure how it's calculated, but if it was twelve and seventeen, then the final the final round that hit the third round would basically have auto penetrated. There's like no way that it didn't. And what's interesting about that is that if you got one shot on the thorax, one shot on the stomach, and then the final one penetrated on the thorax again, it still wouldn't be enough damage. Because even with like only a tiny bit of durability left, the third shot does 54 rather than 58. Because the gazelle's on like 22 or something. There's still a bit of mitigation there. So it only it only deals like 54 damage, which combined with the either like 12 or 17 damage from the blunt, of what I've estimated is probably going to be the blunt, it's still less than 85, so they still won't die. 
But then when you take all of that together, you say like, okay, well, the first hit does 12, then the armor gets damaged a bit. Then the next shot does 17, the armor gets damaged a bit. Then it does 50, what did I say? 54. Because that was, and I actually have that number, I have 54. That gets you to eight, the 83. One shot then hits the leg, fragments, that deals 87. That gets you to 170 damage. And then three shots hit the gazelle, so that gets you to your 60, your 63 or whatever, or 64 armor damage. Right. So I was like, I did not expect it to take that long <laughs> to work out, like, what was going on. You know Solve what I mean? Like, why. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, I was like, I don't know for, for certain, but this is like a plausible situation. Mm-hmm. And that might happen one in 25 times when you shoot at somebody wearing class five, for example. Yeah. That is a very... So that's how you shoot somebody where it says five hits with BP, but it only does 170 and only 61 to armor. That's, that's, that's how. But yeah, it's crazy. It's just like the damage mitigation thing is so much that you think it should be way more, but it ends up being really, really, really small. But it's just like, it's so complicated. Right. Um, and yeah, and sometimes you can you can lose when, you know, when it, it that, was, that was kind of the takeaway from Nixie. It's just like you know you you lose sometimes just on like random RNG, which kind of sucks. I mean, there's other ways that you could probably like bump this around. You could probably say there was like two non pens on like thorax and stomach, and then the stomach got shot, and then there's a bit of damage spillover, which is why the damage is a bit higher and the blunt damage is probably a bit lower. But like, I don't think it matters. Like materially speaking, like three shots happened to center of mass somewhere, not enough to kill, and um, and there was one fragment, either one like an arm or, or a leg, probably a leg, because the, the 0.7 is actually quite significant in this case. Mm-hmm. And and that's kind of like where you end up. So there's like a few, there's probably a few ways you could jig it around. Like I wish I had the, the blunt damage numbers, because then we could nail it down like precisely. Like what is the blunt damage on shot one, and what's the blunt damage on shot two, for it to make sense. Um, but yeah. It's, it was it was crazy. Like yeah, I, I thought it was going to be really quick and really easy, and just be like, oh, I'm going to look and I'm going to see there's like two fragments or something random that's happened because right. BP fragments like I can't remember what it is, ten percent or something. It's seventeen like, or something. Or seven, 12, is it even that high? Twelve. Twelve. Yeah. So okay, so it's twelve. So it's like you know a two percent chance of you know one half percent chance of this happening, and you get two fragments, and it looks like it's going to be way more, but it's not. But then, like, the more I dug into it, I was just like, God, this is really complicated. And, like, you can only really start to even, like, imagine one plausible scenario. If you have, like, the testing data, you know how much the armor damage is per round. Like, you need to know the blunt damage. You need to know the damage mitigation. Dude, it was, like, it was it was, it was, was crazy. It was actually crazy. Like, it yeah. sent me down, like, another path of, like, thinking again about how all this stuff works. Like, I'm, I'm working through a load, of, a load of things right now about, like, damage mitigation, about... Because I've got some damage mitigation numbers from the, mm-hmm. the Tiger rig one, because that's kind of interesting, but just like how the armor damage works. I've got like four different spreadsheets from the community that I've been like pouring through. And I, I feel like, I actually feel like I've got to the point where I now understand and have a model. Like, obviously I don't have any of the, like mo- most of this stuff gets like data mined out, right? People have like data mined formulas. I don't know where they get these things from. Like some people have them, but some people say, oh, but it's changed. Like there doesn't really seem to be any consensus on like what's right, what's not right. I seem to have, like, and I need to test it way more. I seem to have like a model that potentially tells me what the armor damage is for penetrating shots and non-penetrating shots. That's it. But I still need to think about blunt damage. I still need to think about armor mitigation on like penetrating shots, what the actual PMC damage is. There's like three, those three elements to it. So I feel like maybe element one, I'm like kind of getting close-ish um, to having like something that functions. Like it may not be the same as what the calculation is that BSG use, but it's like 
we always used to say like in in science is that all models are wrong but some models are useful right yeah. if it comes down to the same result it doesn't really matter what equations i've used right as long as it's models that the line in the same way broadly mm-hmm. speaking so i need to test it but anyway for the 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 qualitative findings that i found so far just from like looking at a few charts and aggregating some data together across a few different data sets um it's just like i've got like a few random bullet points here so m856a1 with 37 penetration this guy deals the same damage to a slick regardless of whether it pens or not which is kind of interesting it's kind of weird though it's kind of weird yeah like i was armor damage is like super consistent and it stays the same basically matter what the durability of the armor is so if it's like 45 ap it basically just against the gazelle or something or the dtsk rig it's like 10 10 10 10 10 10 10 so at the All end right. even against like a really well the armor damage is super consistent so the reason why you can get these results is that even like right at the end of the the armor's life you can start to pen through with like crappy rounds on like good armor and then you can see okay well the the pen shots it did what it was doing before and the non-pen shots it's the same actually so which is which is kind of weird um because like the the way that it should work is that penetrating hits usually do less damage than non-penetrating hits in tarkov they do either the same or less. It's it's weird. So like, if you don't pen, I, I'd like the the right, like hold on. Let me head s- the he- the let head me s- cannon I have for it. Let me stop because you you I'm okay. hella confused now. So the five okay, okay, okay. five six a one deals mm. the same damage to slick. You said same whether it pens damage, or not, regardless of whether it pens or not. Yeah. Okay, armor damage. Okay, armor damage. Yeah. This is all about armor damage. This isn't about player. I've not, not even got onto actual player damage yet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm literally so, just looking at armor damage. And that's weird because why exactly? Because usually when you look at other rounds, the reason why this one's weird is because they're so mismatched. You don't normally shoot at a slick with 5-6-A-1. They're like quite different. Okay. 37 pen versus like class 6 is like two tiers different. Right. Usually when you shoot at an equivalent or lower armor, like 8 mm-hmm. 5 versus like class 4, or whatever mm-hmm. usually the penetrating hits i guess the idea is i had an argument about this in my comments the other day with somebody who was like talking about realism and stuff but like the way that i think about it in the context of the game just to help you remember it is a penetrating shot from a really high pen round on a low tier armor like whip straight through and hardly right. does anything it just leaves like a neat punch bullet hole because <laughs> basically like no like the armor doesn't really absorb much of the the energy of the round Whereas if it okay if it if it's absorbed by the armor, the armor took the punch, right? Took the energy and, and broke more in the process. It's kind of like whether that's realistic or not. Like people can you can you guys can argue about ceramic armor in the comments. I'm I'm not getting involved, but like in the context of Tarkov, that's how I'm remembering it because that sort of makes intuitive sense. Um, but interestingly, then like something like eight five six a one, if you're punching above your weight, um, in terms of like you're trying to beats something that's like much better than your round mm-hmm. it doesn't seem to make any difference so even if it pens you still do the full armor damage against a higher class armor that you would if you didn't pen which is kind of cool which, like it makes low it makes crappy rounds like better I yeah guess. which like furthermore there's like a sweet spot of armor damage associated for certain rounds at a certain pin level I guess. Like, in other words, you know, if you go on one end of the spectrum, like, a slick, you shoot it with super performance slugs, 
it's only gonna take one armor damage. If you shoot it with like yeah. M sixty one, it's gonna take maybe like ten armor damage. But if if you hit it with like BP or something, you get it like a insanely lucky roll. Or maybe not an insanely lucky roll. Like it takes a lot of armor damage or more armor damage. It's actually not it's actually not even as nuanced as that. Like in, okay. in the as far as far as armor damage is concerned, basically the more pen the better. <laughs> the more pen the more, more pen the better. better. Got it. Y- yeah, because the thing is, the situation that I have observed, this is kind mm. of this is kind of the, the next stage to it. So so if you're punching up, you don't really care. You're like, okay, well I might do low armor damage because five six A one doesn't do that much to a slick because the slick's so good. But I don't lose anything if I do pen. You know what I mean? Yes. Whereas, like, the next stage to that is like, okay, well, if I'm using a really high-powered round, I will actually do less armor damage to a lower-tier armor. So say if you're using, like, M61 against a packer, you'll do do less armor damage to the packer than if you're using BT, for example. But the most important point about this, right, and it's important not to lose the the forest for the trees, you don't care because you're never not going to pen, right? Like... Who cares what the armor, like what the durability is on the on the packer, or the gazelle for that matter with M61? Oh, I'm doing slightly less armor damage. Well, I don't care because I'm a 97% chance to pen right, anyway. Right. So like it hardly it matters. Matter. Right? It hardly matters. But it is, but it is kind of interesting that that yeah. actually occurs. Um, Which almost makes like killing, like using the best ammo, the highest pin ammo, better because then their armor, when you kill damaged. them is less damaged than it would be, yeah, which is kind of weird. Yeah, inter- yeah, which is kind of weird. So, so then when you, like, go and stack it, so it's most obvious with Class 4 armor, because that's where, like, mm-hmm. the high pen rounds normally kind of go up. So BT deals 10% less damage when it pens to Class 4 than it would if it didn't. So on a, oh. on a penetration, you deal, like, 10% less. M855A1 deals, like, 20% less damage when it pens than it would if it didn't, but still is the same against Class five and six because like five five a one is what 44 pen so it's still lower than what's what's is seemingly this important 50 50 threshold right like you know right. i talk about all the, all the time the 37 47 57 pen threshold <laughs> yeah. where you go from 45 percent chance to pen to 55 percent chance that seems to be a really important critical threshold mm-hmm. whereby the armor damage starts to move away from like it's the same no matter what to it's no longer the same anymore. Like once your your round starts to outpace that armor at what appears to me to be like ten times the armor class minus three, seems to be like a really critical <laughs> thing. So it's like for class yeah. four armor, it's thirty seven. Class yeah. five armor is forty seven. Right, and it's, and it's also coincidentally turns out to be the fifty fifty penetration threshold as well. Yeah, like above that, it's above fifty percent. Below that, it's below fifty percent. I'm like. These things are not coincidences, surely. Like, there's, mm-hmm. there's something going on here. Sure. The BP, BP actually does twenty five percent less than you'd expect against class four armor than than when it than when it uh, hmm. uh, than when it doesn't pen, um, and it about and then it starts to only do like it does three to four percent less against the gazelle, which I guess is maybe relevant. That's like maybe the only situation in which it becomes like slightly relevant because. BP is not like an auto pen against a gazelle. It's because it's like fifty-seven pen, sorry, forty-seven pen. So it's like right on the edge, right, right on the edge. Yep. Yeah, it's like it's like right on the edge. So 
it's it's somewhere around there that you start to see this like slack. Maybe it's minus four. I think it was my, maybe it's minus four. It's like the thirty six threshold or something. Anyway, so thirty six, forty six, whatever. So like forty seven pen versus like class five, you start to see like a slight slippage in the difference. So if you penetrate with the first shot, you're actually then less likely to penetrate with the shot after than if you didn't pen the first time. Which is weird. You're then more likely to pen on the next one, which is like yeah, kind of weird. I don't know whether this actually really makes any difference. Distance doesn't seem to matter um, at all. Someone just mentioned in chat, and it's an important point, because I don't have any distance data, but I don't know how you pronounce his name, but it's like, why? It's like, Yabab TS or something from, from my Discord. I don't know how to pronounce his name, but anyway, he did like a bunch of testing with someone else, and he has like m 855 a one testing in his sheet from 100 and 150 meters. Uh-huh. And distance does matter, but solely Very because the pen low. is lower. Well, whatever, huh? Solely because the pen drop off. Oh, yeah, that's true. So it doesn't I... make any difference. Mm-hmm. Like the calculation is the same, but the pen on 55A1, for example, is no longer 44. It is now like 39. That makes sense. Yeah. So the armor damage is lower right. on that basis. Yeah. So it in, in indirectly affects it, basically. Exactly. So it's like, yeah, the calculation is the same, but like, yeah, right. it, it affects the armor damage because the, the round doesn't have as much pen. And yeah. everything's based upon pen. Right. It's all based upon pen, this stuff. So. Yeah, it's um, it's interesting. It's definitely interesting. I'm I'm getting somewhere. So I think, and, and I, this is the thing. This is where I actually got to. My wife thought I was actually crazy. I was like <laughs> in the kitchen. She like she was like, oh, I need you to come and like do something. And I was like, I didn't have to do anything actively. I was just kind of like with the little one and stuff. She was like eating, and I like had this like scrap piece of paper, and I was like writing this formula out. And I was like, I think I'm like right. I was like, oh, I feel I was like so distracted. I'm like right there, and I had like, oh, I had like this whole thing written out. I was like, I think I've like got where i need to because it's like oh i did did she's like she's like what are you even doing i was just like writing like formulas I was like, oh my God. I was like, i'm in such like a zone right now I'm like in this such sort of weird zone because people keep asking me about it as well I'm like i am interested but it's like it's hard to, to do it takes time and it takes a, a while like it took me like 50 few data sets like m- mixing stuff up and like actually drawing some charts with like different different uh different ammo and things like the the one the one place that edgy ended up looking kind of interesting was I had to do like some calculations because I think I talked about this a little bit last time. Like, there's like there's there's a few different steps to this thing. It seems the f- the first part is what we talked about originally, which is that the the pen of the ammo and the armor damage percentage is like point number one. You know, so you take the penetration and you multiply it by the armor damage percentage, and that gives you some kind of raw number. But that number's not the be all and end all. Like mm-hmm. there's the material as well. Right. So the way that in all in all the testing, I basically like ignored the material, the material type. Not like not ignored it, but I've like worked out like worked backwards the material type. So I put all the armors like the gazelles and the slicks and da da da. I've put them all into like effective durability instead, rather than the actual durability. Just because then you don't need to think about that anymore. Right. Because like every time every time you have any kind of armor damage, you need to multiply it by some number in the destructibility table, which is just a pain. Because then when you have like, when you have real armor damage, like a number for real armor damage, like, yeah, it's useful in game, but it means that you can't compare between armors properly. Like, it's just, it's just annoying. Um, And so I've kind of like pulled the armor data back one step. So it's not like the final result. That's all in effective durability terms because that makes it kind of easier. So anyway, so you've got, you've got the effective durability 
like impact, which is easy to do because we have the destructibility table. You have the penetration chance. You have the, sorry, the, you have the pen value of the, the round and the armor damage percentage, which gives you your like your base number. But that's pretty much like it's it's basically not correct because exactly what you said, right? You have like super performance slugs, and they do like no damage, like at all. They do like basically no damage. So there's there's some modifier which is that how different the the armor is versus the round that you're shooting. And it takes that into account to work out how much armor damage is going to be. So if the round is really low powered compared to the armor, it does like even less. And if it's really overpowered, it does even more. Just as like a flat amount. So there's that bit. And then, but then once you do that, like that actually works, that's actually quite straightforward. And that actually works well for shots that don't pen. But then you have this weird behavior that we just mentioned about where like, if you're punching up in the armor classes, it's the same. If you're punching down, penetrating shots do less damage. So you have to then do a modifier for that. And I was like, it was that final bit that took me ages. And I was like working that out. And that's kind of like fudged. Yeah. So I'm going to test it on some other data sets and just like see if it works. Because now that I have like, I have like a formula for it. So I could say, did it pen? Yes or no? You know, what's the right. pen? What's the, which armor is it? And like, how much damage should it do? Da, da, da. And like gives you a number. Um, and it works for all the stuff that I've got, but it's not like, the be all and end all and i haven't tested it at, like the two extreme ends of the spectrum like it probably my, my equation probably goes crazy at the ends or something because it's like yeah. oh it works just in this little bit but like right. it goes like wildly out of bounds at like you know if you shoot i don't even know you shoot like the 338 like ap and you shoot somebody wearing like condors <laughs> yeah yeah no I get <laughs> level you. one i don't know so there's like some more stuff to do on that and then um oh yeah i haven't even started on like blunt damage or mitigation i've got like some bits on but it would just be nice to have like a proper consistent model of things For sure. um because you know what you could to help kind of squeeze in those um outliers you could take a tank helmet as a test subject and then go to reserve get on the mg and fire <laughs> oh my god well see i don't know which one it uses you need the one that has one One of them has 80 pin the other one has 88 pin i don't know which one's this one here there's oh, oh yeah this is the non-explosive one so that answers that well i don't know explosive green tracer it's not a tracer the other one the the, the, the 12 7 by 108 b32s with 88 yeah. pen uh. And shoot them in the tank helmet, and then you could see how much armor damage that took. That might help get you some interesting data. Problem is with that is that oh, I guess you could go and look. Actually, yeah, you can go and pick up the helmet. Can't yeah, you? you get one run, one test, <laughs> but you know it's yeah. Whoever's in raid with you has to go and pick the helmet up with the armor damage of eighty-eight percent and a penetration power of eighty-eight. Like that's 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 the most upper extreme, and then. You could probably test the lower extreme pretty easily with a slick or whatever the best. If you I mean, yeah, I'd, I'd like, I have yeah. a, I have a horrible feeling that <laughs> I have a horrible feeling that it would actually like, because what's the tank helmet? Is it class one? Class one. I have a horrible feeling that it'll do more armor damage than like the helmet has uh, armor. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how that works. I think it might go out of bounds, you know? 
in some sense because it's that's so high 88 percent with 88 pen dude you like but like that's it, so much armor oh my god yeah but shouldn't it not do that much because that's, the armor is not true. absorbing it but that's you could true. get that that outlier for that that extreme case right and then mm. for the other extreme you could do like you know a slug that has zero pen on a slick or whatever kind of help sque- yeah squeeze in it's like not one but yeah you go like the lowest you can that isn't one with like a readable number or something yeah hmm just a thought Interesting. <laughs> uh, yeah good thought good thought I'll, I'll think about it i'll think about it yeah come on who doesn't want to shoot an uh mg at a test target wearing a tank helmet that sounds like fun dude <laughs> You shot an MG in a tank helmet. This is what happened. <laughs> You'll never believe what happened. This changes everything. <laughs> Tarkov will never be the same again. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that's what I spent my afternoon doing today. I was supposed to be doing something more productive, like actually making like a video that doesn't take me like a hundred hours to do the research. But I've got like an MS Paint drawing <laughs> with what my expectations are of like the test before, well, the, of the results before I drew the chart. I've got like armor damage, and like it literally is just like MS Paint. It says like eighty percent, and then ten at the bottom, and then it goes class six the same, class five tilts up at the at the end, and class four gets to about whatever, and then, like, tilts up. And then, you know what? It did actually look like I expected it to. So, yeah. That's cool. Uh, yeah, it's... Oh, like, that's cool. So, like, the two take... Or the two, like, follow-up questions I have quickly is one, Gazelle over Karund. What's your What's your pick? I still... Okay, let's put it this way. Like, the Gazelle is way better than the Karund, in my opinion. Way better... How? Like, okay, way better. All right, I'll accept. Like, I think you will, you will die less. Okay, it will do more for you. How much less? I'm not exactly sure. Like off the top of my head, so I'd need to actually go and do the proper testing. That's actually probably quite a good video, actually, because you know it's one of the big trade offs. But the Karund is a lot more economic. Yeah, a lot more. So that's the thing. It's like if this was Call of Duty without the extra steps. Mm-hmm. And you got the choice, and there was a completely even choice. You'd pick the gazelle every single time, yeah, because it has like less move speed debuffs, like less right. ergo debuffs. You know, it's the the weight is lower, um, isn't it? It's got it's better? got higher effective durability. Yeah, it's got really low blunt pass through. This is the this is the confusing part. Is like, does it based off what you said? Would it break down worse? I guess. Uh, yeah, I don't know this stuff. It gets really confusing. No, I need to like see because, it model. Because yeah, because all that you care about, like, like yeah, there is the difference in the armor type, which I guess is what you're referring to, right? The yeah, armor steel yeah, versus yeah. ceramic. But that's dealt with in making it effective durability. Right. Okay. Because the total, so, the like shown durability there. Yeah. Because the shown durability is very different between the two. Yeah. Um, because it is. Uh, da, 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 da. Oh, sorry. St- yes, yeah. So Karund is only forty-five in game, mm-hmm. and it's steel. Which actually, steel is not amazing. Actually, not very good. But a lot of people think steel is really good. There was a time when tons of people were going around saying the Defender Two is like an amazing armor because it's like seventy durability and it's steel. And I'm just like, 
It steals great repair. Repair, but right. It's, but it sucks for destructibility. Like, it's not that great. It's, like, yeah. only just a bit better than, um, than ceramic, amazingly. Yeah. For some reason. I don't, I don't know why. I actually don't really know why that's the case. Maybe there's a IRL reason why that's the case. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. But, like, ceramic, you take the whatever the armor damage calculation, all of the waffle I was talking about before, and you times it by, like, 0.8. So you basically, it only receives 80% of the damage that you would think it does. Steel only receives 70% of the damage. So it's like only a little bit better. Like combined materials is like half. Combined materials takes yeah. half damage. Aramid takes twenty five percent. So Aramid is crazy. And so when you so with the effective durability stuff, you basically say, okay, well, forty five on a Karund is like sixty four. Once you sort of modify it by the material, the the gazelle is like sixty five to start with, and because of the material type, that takes it to eighty one. So against the same round you'll zero the current first because its effective durability is like between all the class fives, you're basically dealing the same armor damage with the same round. And effective durability compares apples for apples. So 81 versus 64, you'll zero the, the current's like, I guess what, 15% quicker or something? I don't know. Then the question is like the breakpoints, right? Like, yeah. So where do the breakpoints lie for that? Like, and which which round you're talking right. about? Like, if you had two armors, one with effective durability of one, and the other with effective durability of two, they would mm. both suck because they would both be zeroed after one shot. Even though, like, right. one wouldn't be two hundred percent better than the other because yeah. the first shot they got the same penetration chance, right? And then the second shot they both be zero. So there is an element of that because they're both quite low mm-hmm. that they can be like they can be zeroed quite quickly. But like as 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 we saw with um. As we saw with the gazelle that I was just like talking about before, and the, the penetration with like BP on that, yeah. And the the example that we had with 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 Nyx, it was yeah. You, know, you can still you can still absorb the second shot from BP like ten percent of the time with the armor damage, which isn't. I mean, it's not amazing, but BP is BP is a pretty like it's a it's pretty it's a punchy. There's people there's yeah. really why people use it. Um, like when we did one of our tests, and I don't have the the statistics off the top of my head for exactly what it is, but yeah, you know, we took it took two shots of M eighty, like no problem. It went from sixty, so with M eighty, it went from sixty five to forty seven point four, absorbed that, and then from forty seven point four, it went to thirty, and it absorbed the second shot too. So, you know, it can take some, it can take some pain. Whereas, oh, yeah. I guess the the current equivalent would be like that much lower, would be like however much lower. After the first shots, the second shots more likely to go through. Um, I'd have to like look it up on Battle Buddy and like put the armor yeah, damage in, blah, yeah, blah, 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 yeah. all that stuff. But like, so that's the thing. I, I think that like performance wise in raid, I think you always want to take the gazelle. If you don't care about money, mm-hmm. you don't care about insurance returns, and you don't care about repair. To me, yeah. actually, what, one interesting thing now: we don't really care about repairs anymore because the armor repair kit. That's actually one like big plus point for the current that's kind of been taken. Although it was actually quite expensive to repair the current because they made that a lot more. Remember, it used to be really cheap. And then they made it really cheap, and they made it yeah. And then they added um, repair kits, and now it's all really cheap again. <laughs> yeah, but it's cheap for both. But like, you can actually repair the Karun near full, whereas right. the, the Gazelle just won't. It just yeah. won't go near full. Um, I've which been, like, yeah, I've been selling Karuns that are like fifty-two out of sixty-five. Yeah, so like, you repair them with the kit, you sell them back to Ragman for fifty k, and then you buy a new one for yeah. one hundred and twenty, which is with the barter. Great economically at all, but. It, yeah, 
But like this yeah, is the it's not great. Like what else are you gonna do, right? Like class yeah. is so restricted now. Like this yeah, is one of the issues like, that I find. I can get a defender, but like how much better is the defender than the gazelle even? Like, you know, we're talking like I get an yeah. extra of, 100 durability effective rather than 81. Right. I get like an extra like, you know, two percent chance for the armor to actually do something. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't, that's, I'm pulling it out of my butt. But. And it's 11.5 kilos. Right, it's and heavier. And you have minus 7% right. ergo and it's, minus 12% turn rate. It's not exactly the most appealing thing. And then, yeah, there's really not a lot of good. Like, once you get up into the class 5, class 6s, the options for, like, quote-unquote, like, good armors, like, good all-around, I guess, is, like, thin and thin. Like we actually, we actually did kill the rogue bosses last night. I forgot to mention this. Oh, nice! We went nighttime customs looking for cultists, and instead we we like a third grenade, and I was like EFTL. I was like, oh my god, guys, the rogue bosses! <laughs> like, quick, get, go inside Crackhouse quick! Like, I was terrified. Um, but yeah, we we each we each killed one somehow. But anyways, um, any of you died? Um. By some miracle, no. Like one guy just killed the the what's his name, Bird Eye. Yeah. Um, he was kind of like just like I don't know. He's he's doing his thing thing, and he just like killed. He said I killed someone, and I was like, did that guy make any noise? Because I was you know I didn't hear it, and we were like inside cracking his eyes. He's like, no, he's really quiet. I was like, okay, that's definitely Bird Eye. I saw on his stream. He had like the backpack. I was like, that's good. I'm glad that guy's dead because he's terrified. Dude. Killing him first is honestly huge, actually. Yeah, yeah. That's probably how we pulled it off, because the other two I peeked from crack windows eventually. Like, we threw enough grenades, and they were yelling enough. We were like, okay, we're pretty sure they're right in front of Alamo. Killed Big Pipe, and then I was trying to kill Knight, but he was, like, looking right at me, so as soon as I shot, like, ducked my head down, and then we pushed out, and the other guy killed him, so... It worked out. Worked out really well, actually. But um, nice. Yeah, nighttime. Their night vision is just shit. I guess we didn't mm. get beams, which is nice. But anywho, um, yeah, their armors are pretty good because they're class five. They're lightweight. They got good stats, but like they're a three percent spawn chance on any given map on any given day. Like it's just not a good. I don't know. It's, I I don't know how that works at all. Their their spawns, but um, yeah, the options are just really slim pickings for like good armors and i don't know i'm I'm like i'm starting to um i'm I'm sorry i'm tangenting here but rambling i'm starting to like kind of go back to slicks because i don't not a lot of people are running like the only really thing i'm scared of is like buckshot or like rip but i don't really see a lot of people running that and bp like, it has good damage, but I think it's, like, six or seven shots to the stomach, which is a lot. Like, that's a lot. Yeah, it's only 58, which for, like, a flesh damage round, like, you would go, hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd, no. I'd be more scared if they had, like, M80 or M61, even yeah. M62. And, and the rate of fire isn't very, very fast, right? If they're using an RD or something. It takes you a while. It's 650 yeah. RPM or 600 RPM to kill somebody. Like, not really a leg meta kind of deal. So even though the slick got nerfed and like, um, not in terms of its like armor damage, but I think like its weight and stats and stuff. And I don't, yeah, like I haven't seen any KS twenty threes. It's it's honestly all been BP. I think I'm gonna start running slicks more often. Um, anyways, 
the uh yeah that's it's it's kind of weird picking last five arms if yeah it just feels like gazelle yeah. or karund and you know I've been i mean this, gazelle a lot. this is the one final thing i'll say about like the the, the penetration and armor damage is like i would just l- love to test the world i can't remember who i was watching maybe it was like jesse or willers or someone but they were talking about like you know i think it was jesse like just going into like offline factory and like or labs and have people bring like good armor good helmets but like crappy ammo that way like you're it's like higher oh skill i guess yeah 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 because the ttk would be higher right and like it'd be more interesting because this is this is like the frustrating part is like would you rather if you had to pick one I'll just shortcut it. I'll just shortcut it. I, I just feel like having more accessibility on high high tier ammo is just not great because then you like effectively make high tier armor less valuable, and really anything below that is like already less value. Like it, it, to me, I feel like they should like kind of teeter it to where good armor is a little bit ex- more accessible than good ammo. But mm. that way, it's just like feels like m- more often than not, your armor does something. Because right now, it's kind of like it does something, but it's just like one in twenty five chances <laughs> it does something. You know, in the case of Nixia, not in yeah. her favor. You know, but yeah, I know, I know what you mean. It's it's tricky, right? Because like the way that the balancing goes at the moment, like armor's expensive. It's like hard to store. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's heavy, like really, really gated by the traders. Like, it's yeah, it's heavy. If you want to take it out, it's heavy, yeah. <laughs> and the thing about bullets is they're like, I don't know, I just feel like the offensive, as you were saying, the offensive is sort of overpowered versus the defense right now. And the, the problem is, like, yeah, it sucks when you come up against somebody and you do like six shots and they just don't die at all, yeah. But and this is the thing, like, the, in an ideal world, the game will be balanced in such a way that using good ammo is kind of you can't use it all the time use it for sort of special things or i don't don't know but like it's very there's a very floaty hand wavy thing to say yeah much harder in practice to actually put systems in place to do so um you know like if if the fleet still existed and the traders were not there and m80 was like 3k you'd be like well i need to go and do some player killing quests like maybe it's worth spending you know out Mm -hmm. the ass to go and buy something that's like actually good um like in that sense, it sort of makes it makes sense. But yeah, I don't know. That's that's the thing right now. It's like armor just feels a bit defunct, especially towards the you get to the end game because like yeah, the people just pick the rounds. I always feel like you have more choices rounds too because you can pick any round from one pen through to sixty nine pen. Mm-hmm. Right. Whereas like armor, it's like four, five, six, and the thresholds are so static that it's like I will choose BP because it destroys class five. I will choose SNB because it destroys class six. You know, it's like, I mean, I do the same, like no one's to blame. Right. But it's just yeah. like, you, everybody picks the, you don't really have much choice. If you want to run like end game armor, you're going to be running class five or six. That's it. And so people pick the rounds that like specifically defeat that because you have way more choice in like rounds. You yeah. can't, you can't choose to run armor class five and a half, for example. And then like suddenly thwart all those people using BP. That's not a thing. 
doesn't exist. Yeah, the pen chance is either 55 or like 10. You know, for right. like class five or class six. So you have to make this huge jump up to class six in the hope that they're running VP. And if they're not, then it was a waste. And then also, you know, you've, you rounds are sort of expensive-ish, but like not really, right? They're like, what, 1,300, like 2,000 at most for some of the like most best rounds in the game that like and, and stuff that's maybe on the flea. Um, and yeah, you use, use a lot more of them or whatever. But like, again, armor, then armor gets damaged. It has to be repaired. Like it, it's, it then doesn't go back to max durability. Like there's lots of things about armor that make it like awkward and annoying. Whereas bullets, like you just buy more and just throw them at people until they die. And as I said, you can like pick precisely the bullets you want to use for the thing that you want it to do for. And if you understand the systems, you can kind of like utilize the game mechanics in such a way to maximize your your outcome based on, you know, what kit you're running and how much you want to lose and like how much you want to spend. Because I feel like armor is just like hemmed in so much. I, I think I, I do agree with you in principle, but yeah, as I said, it's how do you balance that Practice, so that right. it, it is not like super frustrating. Yeah. Um, and so that you don't end up also with nobody ever using either as well which is like you don't want right you want to be want people to be able to use that stuff too so like it's such a such a hard balance this is the thing it's so tough it's it's honestly well, so like, tough and this is why i don't really have an answer <laughs> i mean the classic you know labs enjoyer kit i see is the rat rig and the the shattered mass right because you get yeah. the and it's like you might them you might as well run that on every or whatever your preference is, but I just feel like the minimum is class four, and even class four is kind of pushing it because you're effectively building for scavs. Like, like I would say, you know what, you could get it with a packa, but like if a scav's got seven two by thirty nine PS, dude, that junk hurts. And some scavs, this is the crazy thing. I'm I'm gonna go on another tangent. And I'll be quick. They spawn with M eight five five A one. What? What is that? He's a scav. Why is he spawning with M855A1, yeah. dude? Yeah. 336 AP? What is that, dude? These guys, he had three mags full of it. He's not a scav, dude. He's a fucking BMC to get that shit out of here. I don't, that, that actually, like, tilts me a little bit. But anyways, that's a whole nother thing. Yeah, well, the, ra- the random scav on, like, the Russian mill base with, like, four mags of, like, US end, like, end game ap ammo or whatever i'm like yeah they're on a mill base fair enough maybe that sort of explains it i don't know but um i mean i think the reason why people use the class fours because if you use anything less than that you don't really get any armor mitigation i think that's just sort of not come to that conclusion by theory but people come to that conclusion just kind of by like feel and playing for thousands of hours going like oh it feels better when i use these ammo these armors sorry so you know if i get shot with BP in the stomach, it doesn't do 58, it does like 52 or something. I was just look, looking back at my charts, like against class 4, it does a little bit less damage, that kind of applies to like other rounds as well, I guess like if you're getting shot with an MP7 back in the day, or whatever it is that people sure, are using. Sure, that's saying, yeah. And maybe there's some mitigation there too, that's the reason why people, I was actually, I'm kind of surprised people use it, because the um, the Ergo debuff on the on the Rarig is actually really high, so if you're using like yeah. modded guns with Ergo, like the but Ergo debuff is actually pretty huge. It's like what, 60k, 80k? It's fairly yeah, cheap. It's like, I think it's even less than that. I think it might be like 55. Yeah, it's very it's, cheap. It's bonkers cheap. So. Probably the reason. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways, cool. So, I mean, yeah, the science continues. I'm, I don't really know where I'm going with it. I'm just sort of on a search for truth right now. Yeah. That's cool, man. Yeah. It's like really weird. exciting. It's like I, I just kind of feel that people have, like, done the work already. Well, some people have sort of done the work. Some people haven't done the work. Some people have done part of the work. Some people have said like, you know, I've got this, but this was an old one. I don't know if it still works. 
I, f- I feel like the only person who actually has like a full set for this is is Veritas. Uh-huh. Unlike how it all functions because of like Battle Buddy and stuff. Yeah. I always say like, huh, it'd be well, interesting to ask him, but like I never do. The only I should. thing is he doesn't have a simulation for... He does have it for armor damage, but it... He doesn't have player damage. But I guess he does have armor. Sorry. <coughs> oh, excuse me. He does have armor damage, and you can do, like, pin, mm. no pin, and you can see how much damage it takes. It's, I think it rounds, too. So, yeah, I guess he's got it all there, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Exactly. And he's doing more science stuff now. I think before I was like, oh, he's, like, oh, not yeah. into the EFT, and he's just, like, having a bad time with it, like, doesn't want to talk about anything with Tarkov. So I was, like, kind of hesitant to sort of ask him. Mm-hmm. It's like, but, like, he's been doing a bunch of science videos. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Um, and they're interesting. I mean, that's where the frag bug thing came up. Yeah. In the first place. It was actually, it was actually funny after, when I was like looking through the, um, some of the findings from like this thing that I was looking at, I was like, oh, it's funny actually that like a penetration does less damage because this latest one about overpen, but how people misuse the, the word overpen. And I was like, actually funny that the armor damage from some of the really high pen rounds is actually less than you would think that they would do on like low tier armor. It's like, Almost sort of what people kind of are talking about, but um, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, like now that now that he's like back involved in doing like science and testing and stuff, and seems to be a bit more enthused about it, like I might reach out to him finally and be like, "Yo, I've been looking at loads of this stuff. Like, is there? You know, I don't know. Like, I'm 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 really tempted. I'm really tempted. That's why I like kind of didn't before because he was like in a real funk with it, and I was like, this is not the right time to approach that man." <laughs> Do you want to know how much damage the MG does to a tank helmet? Or do you want to find out on your own? <laughs> well, is it even right? I mean, I'm assuming it well, is. Well, we'll have to test it. We need to, we need to verify it. Can you be verified, Chatmark? <laughs> no, nah, man, I'd be interested to know now because, yeah, it's not, I mean, I guess it, I guess it could make... I mean, I guess... I don't know. You probably would know more than I would, but that's interesting. Why? What does it say? Take Well, how much do you think it... With the... Pen- okay, so it has a 98.9% chance to penetrate. Let's assume it penetrates. Yeah. And it's class 1, right? It's class 1 with 100 durability. How much durability do you think is left? Uh, so run it through the, 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 run through the model. Is... <laughs> The thing is, the thing is, the model is sat in my kitchen. No, genuinely, like that story from earlier is like one hundred percent true. That the model is sat in my kitchen on yeah. the on the table. Like I haven't actually codified it yet into into like Google Sheets, which is a shame because I wish that I had. Where did I even put it? I feel like I put something somewhere. I mean, I could. It, I don't even know where it's gone. Oh, maybe it's actually in here. Oh, yes, because I did it in. I did it in here. I did it in like an unstructured way. Let's see. Does this does this work? Can I just do it like this? Chat's placing sure bets. I can do it like this. <laughs> can I even do this? Uh, I'm 
difference. I'm actually not even sure if I can do this, but let's 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 just see. So it's 88 pen, isn't it? Um, the pen difference. No, is... sorry, it's um. I want to make sure. I think it's 80 pen because the other ones. Yeah, I'm oh, using. Oh, is this one 80? Oh wait, which one should I use? I get confused. Is the explosive explosive tracer green? Is that the? Is that the one that explodes? Know. We were looking before, so there was B thirty two, and there was we'll just B- use B thirty two. Oh, B yeah, B thirty two is eighty eight. That is the one that's like the highest. Yeah, let's just do that. I feel like this is never going to be correct. Well, you never know. Um. Oh yeah, because that's that, and then the other effect is this. The other difference is this. What does this say? Oh yeah, so that like that doesn't even make any sense at the moment. Based on based on that, but I mean, a very like yeah, like my my adjustment doesn't doesn't make any sense. But very broadly speaking, it should be something. It's probably going to be kind of wrong, but it should be like let's see. So it should be this times this times this divided by that. It seems it just seems like way too much. It seems like like it seems like six hundred and something. It's just like way too much. Like, it doesn't even make sense. I don't think because the raw the raw amount should be something along the lines of like seventy seven point four. But then there's this weird adjustment. This is why like at the extreme ends it just looks looks crazy because like the fact that the the damp the round is like so much. It shouldn't. Oh wait, no. But we said it gets lower, didn't we? We said it gets lower. Yeah, 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 yeah. My, but my adjustment calculation doesn't really make sense. So it should be higher because it's like higher, but it should be lower. I don't, I don't know. I actually don't know. I don't know. Come on, I'm you gotta sure. guess. I gotta just guess something. Okay. Yeah. Well, your, we're gonna your guess. Best educated guess. You got some previous knowledge. A, a bit. A bit. <laughs> we're definitely not there. When this, the science isn't that advanced. Uh, I'm just gonna have to guess like fifty or something. 50, okay, so 50 damage, 50 remaining durability, whatever. I guess it's like, yeah, it's like 50, 50, oh, is it 100, the thing? Is it durability. It is, is Airman. It is Airman. It's... Well, let me double check. Because okay. that does make a big difference uh, with Airman, sure actually. Why can't I find it? Oh, here it is. Um, It is Airman. A class yeah. one aramid. Okay, fine. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say I'm gonna say like twenty five actual damage then. I think twenty five actual damage. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we got CZTL. He's settled on, I believe, twenty six damage. Oh, twenty six is very close to me. Um, Ron Roy's settled on. 28 remaining durability, so that's, what, 72 damage? Oh, wait. He's second-guessing. Lock in your answers quick, those of you playing at home. (laughs) And the answer is... B-32 penetrating on the tank helmet. Class 1 Aramid does a total of 18 durability damage. Okay, you know what? That's not that far off as a guess. Yeah. Like, that's actually not too bad. You know, I really wish that I had the iOS version. I really do. 
It'd be super neat. Because I can't do that on the Android one. All I can look that up is 10 times. suck, yeah. I mean, you could... I'm sure there's a, a emulator you could run on your PC and do all that stuff. But it's... Maybe, yeah. I've never done it for like, iOS, so I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, Not actually. Well Anyways. Anyways. That's a, that's a big project. But that's... Yeah. Close, Giga. 18. Yeah. 18. Which is... That's interesting. I mean, like, previously, if you asked me before we had this talk today or any, any of the previous talks about arm penetration, mm. I would have said, yeah, it will zero the tank helmet. You know? Because it's just like, oh, big round, big bullet, high pin versus small helmet, weak armor. Yeah. You know? It will just rip it, but... Um, or shred it, rather. But I guess in this case, it just goes in and out. Yeah, it's interesting. It is It is interesting, yeah. Cause it, so you said the tank helmet... So we said the tank helmet was... This is intriguing now, because I've never really looked at the tank helmet. Yes, yeah, so it's 100 durability with Aramid. I mean, that's, that's like, actually kind of insane. Because that yeah. makes its effective durability 400. Yeah, but... Which is, like, ridiculous. <sighs> Obviously, it's class 1, right? So it sucks. Yeah, that's the thing. Is, it doesn't really matter. But from a theoretical... From a pure theoretical perspective... Like... So yeah. the interesting thing about this, right? Okay, let, let's just put this in context. If, you know, in case... In case people weren't following on precisely with the full scientific investigation that I've been doing and haven't understood every single word, there will be a test, by the way. Um, I mean, just to, but just for context, right? So the simple answer to get just some like first raw number is you take the, the penetration of 88 and you times it by 0.88. And that gets you to an answer of 77.44. That's like a raw damage number. You know, before you've done any fancy stuff, before you've adjusted it by the difference between the fact that it's really low versus high, before you've done pen, no pen, anything like that, you get to a number of 77. And the funny thing is, if you take, if you take 77, and if you ignore all of that other shenanigans, and you just say, okay, well, what would it deal to Aramid? You look at the destructibility number, you times it by 0.25, and that gives you 19. So it's actually very close. Hmm. Very close to the real number. I'd be interested in Raid, what it actually does. Yeah, I'm looking this is at like right at the extremes, you know. I'm looking at War Mage, which has three pin versus the tank helmet. The penetration chance is twenty five point two percent, and I'm hitting the shoot no penetration thing. I'm tapping yeah. it on my phone, and it moves one decibel every. Uh, Sorry, it it moves by one point, like it loses one durability every like four or five taps. <laughs> the effect of durability is insane on this thing, dude. Like you could like in theory shoot, I don't know, eight rounds of warmage at, at scav with wearing a tank helmet. Oh wait, I blunt damage. I forgot about that. Yeah. I wonder how much blunt, blunt damage. damage you would take. Anyways, no, that... I'm actually not sure. Yeah, I don't know whether blunt damage works off like actual yeah. damage or not. Yeah, I don't That's know. I haven't, even looked, at it. I, haven't, I haven't even looked at it yet. It was, it was screw that. I haven't even looked at that yet. God damn it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Dude, it's wild. Yeah, it's no. wild. But some of this stuff could be could be kind of cool. Um, I'd like to like have it for myself. You know, so you can like figure it out and yeah. actually like do the testing and know that because like so many things have changed and the blunt damage has changed and there's different data tables and all of this stuff. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But it's yeah, kind of fascinating. I don't know. I'm just, I'm, just, I'm sort of like intrigued, even though it's not really. There are some. There are some kind of like interesting things that you could do with it, just to like test various like breakpoints and thresholds. Yeah. Those are what, 
That's some important stuff. That's really the important thing. It's like after three shots, do you then get zeroed or whatever? Yeah, it's that kind of stuff. Um, just to have that ability to like run through those things without having to guess or like yeah. go into raid and test the stuff more. Like as long as you can prove it for a big enough sample, then it's good. But... I would wager that there probably is a good class five armor out there, specifically with breakpoints that has just the right amount of durability and the right material type and the good stats to back it up. But I don't know where that lies. I mean, the kill arm is probably a good contender, but... Um, no one can get it anymore. Yeah. I don't know what else... This is the issue. What else is there? I mean, I guess there's armor rigs. There's, yeah. But anyways, that, that would probably be like the biggest I think advantage so. of it. I think so. So we'll see. Yeah. And just we'll wait see. till they add armor hit zones to the mix. Gee Willers, it's gonna be so much more fun doing these calculations. I can't wait. Guys. You won't need to do the calculations anymore. You can just shoot <laughs> Magnum Buckshot at center yeah. of mass. It'll be fine. Within the equation, roll for RNG critical hit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Good stuff. Well nuts. That's that. It is indeed that. Until next time. Tune in for Scav Talk Armored Durability Breakdown Season 2 <laughs> next week. Class is in session. Oh, that was a good one. Um, but yeah, thanks everyone for tuning in. I think we'll wrap it up there. And we'll see you all next week. Catch you later.